That's super groovy. Hell yeah. I don't think I've ever taken a, a deep dive in Steely Dan as much as I've wanted to. You're missing out. Yeah. This is the shit right here. I think he's he's a he's a like listen to the whole album type guy though, right? Like, well, that's why I want you to wait till the start of the show. It's actually a name of a band. It's based off the name of a strap-on dildo from a book they read in college. It's two guys, <laughs> Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Musical geniuses, especially Fagan in my mind. They were, and all the other musicians or studio musicians they had pretty much on most of their albums, minus their first one. So, yeah, they, they're they the shit. That's fucking Jazz, hilarious. Jazz, rock, hilarious. fusion, pop, just all together. Yeah, I dig it. Soul. First time, I, I'm trying to remember the first time I heard Steely Dan, and I want to say it was... Definitely your dad's car. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was... I want to say he had a song in the Detroit Rock City, the movie. Possibly, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't I've only seen clips of that movie when I was younger. I for, never saw the whole thing. Dude, my my grandma's uh, ex husband. He was a, a huge Kiss fan. We grew up Kiss fans. So we were. I was. I was Paul Stanley for for Halloween. This doesn't probably seven times. I would have never row. guessed this, but this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I really? don't know you that well yet, Ricky, but just <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. Like. You could have told me a couple things, but that one was like, oh, wow. But no, it doesn't surprise me. Okay, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. As you were. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, going to, like, he was, like, dying to see that movie when it came out in theaters. So we were at Regal in Vineland at 10 in the morning to see Detroit Rock City. That was probably, that was, what, 99? That was, what, 10, 11? Yeah, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Movie's good, though. Um I'll add to my list. Yeah. I don't even think it's like, I don't, I've never seen that movie on Blu-ray. I think it's only on DVD. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I don't like limited release on HD DVD. They probably have it for uh, that, that old uh, technology. that has gone the way of the dinosaur Blu-ray one out. Yeah. <laughs> I still catch myself buying Blu-rays, which is kind of odd. It's probably on Tubi. <laughs> it's on Tubi. Uh, yeah, this is uh, episode 85 of the Bread and Bridges podcast. Um, I am one of a few hosts here, Ricky Pocork. Ken Wilson. And today we have a uh, comedian, uh, teacher, coach, um, pickleball player. I don't know what else to, to <laughs> oh, Owner of average but hardworking penis. There you uh, go. Uh, Mr. Mr. Drew Papsky. Um Oh yeah, I have, a, I have a few claps here for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, what I'm used to at comedy shows: moderate applause. No, yeah. I just moderate, polite, <laughs> polite applause. Yeah. <laughs> you getting applause? That's dope. <laughs> just mostly when I'm leaving the stage, like, oh, thank God this fucking guy's over. Let's get that. Let's get that uh, wafy host back on the stage. I'm tired of this guy. You know what I'm realizing too? It, it feels like uh, going to a new place. Um, they they'll, they'll say your name. You go on stage and you get like a few people, and then if you, that's how I can determine if I did good or not. Is if like more than that many people clap for me when I'm done. That's that's a good barometer, I guess. Yeah, to see like if they, if enough people. I just I just go by the sound test, and I'm like, or they whatever. or they clap more because they're like fucking thank God he's done. <laughs> Let's yeah. get to the next guy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is what it is. It's not it's not a uh, it's not an activity for people that love themselves or want to have high. I self confidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. I did a uh, the room last night, and it was walking in. I, I thought I was first off walking in. I thought I was at a, a funeral. 
That's what it felt like. The way it was all, it was like an old historic building. And then I walk in and I, I'm sitting there waiting for people to show up. And all I see is like 60 year old women walk in. And I'm like, oh shit, none of my stuff's going to work. And then I get on stage and every, they're fucking all burst out laughing. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's weird. You got you to gotta like not judge them like that all the time. You, I, I've done that too. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this. And I've yeah. been right, but I've also been pleasantly surprised that I was wrong. So you got to kind of just go in there and do your thing. And I tr- trying to let the, uh, the crowd should help dictate what you're saying. But also at this end of the day, it's like, I got this 10 minutes I'm working on here. I'm doing it. And I don't give a fuck if yeah. you're going to. That is what it is. Like, what, what's more important, the rapper to make the Phyllis and uh, Dolores happy? Yeah, they, uh, I, I was told a, a few which, times, which may, which may be the case sometimes. I don't know, but you got to like kind of weigh it out in your head. Like, what did you come here to do? You come yeah. here to work on material or to win them over because you just want to do a good show, or maybe both? I just want to feel good and go home and fuck my girlfriend and go to bed. All right, like, was, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, your your uh, last name uh, Papsky is that is that Polish? Yes, it is Polish, right? Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. I was just <laughs> <Go with> curious. <laughs> it sounds Polish just because I have it's a king at the end. Yeah, I have, a, I have a Polish last name, and and I don't even like. I started writing it on like when I would go to Mike's, and I'm like, I don't want the the trauma of people ruining my last name like I'm in elementary school again, saying it over the intercom. Oh yeah, they don't say it right, and then just makes yeah. like, uh, never say your name wrong. Yeah, my, my last name's Mike. Pekorik. See, and I'm, I'm and glad you said that because I didn't know your last name until... No one does. I, I knew it. I knew how it was spelled. Yeah, yeah. I knew how it was said in my head. Definitely not the way you said it. Yeah, I get I get everything but how I just said it from people. So now I just... I Every time they, they ask me for my name, just you could just put Big Rick on there. That's how people know me now. Ricky P. Yeah. That, I don't, it just sounds weird. I, even people call me Ricky <clears throat> sounds weird sometimes just because uh, I'm a huge man. I don't think Ricky's a huge man name. That's what makes it fun, though. It's like, oh, yeah. it's Ricky. Oh, look at look at little Ricky over there. It's like, which yeah. one's yeah. little Ricky? Yeah. I, ironically, I am little Ricky. My my dad, he passed when I was a kid, but he uh, he wasn't. He was probably Kenny's height, maybe maybe a little taller than Kenny. What a big guy! So I'm technically little Ricky. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm six five, three hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, that's so it's kind of it's like my my uncle and my cousin. Like, oh, there was a uh, big Jerry and little Jerry. It's like they're both pretty big now, so I don't know if they're ever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like medium, medium Jerry. Yeah, uh, you are. Are you a? Do you consider yourself a uh, a Jersey comic? Yeah, because you're you're from Delco. Well, I was born right. in Delco. Okay, Upper Darby. What's up? Go. Uh, Go Upper Darby Royals. Upper yeah. Darby is a shady place, dude. Well, that's where I was born, dude. <laughs> I was born there, so uh, the Delco blood runs deep. Uh, I still have some family over there, but I moved to Jersey when I was uh, like 11, 12, okay. so right around there, fifth grade. So I've pretty, I've lived in Jersey longer now, but um, yeah, I'm not going to – if I'm traveling out of state, people are like, oh, where are you? I'm just like, I'm from right near Philly. I just say that. Because mm-hmm. if I say like, oh, I'm a South Jersey comic, like what the, f-? Like, no, okay, so I, I've never heard I, of I, Well, I, I perform in Phil. I perform mostly in the Philly area and Jersey, so there's that. So I, I'll just go, yeah. But I definitely got my start uh, South Jersey, and then that's where it's where I have, uh, no. have it most of my most of my time at Mike's. That's where I live still. So why would I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had some. Uh, we used to play. Uh, you know, a few friends would meet up in Upper Darby to play D and D, um, and. 
It was probably like two blocks away from the what's the theater over there? Tower Theater. Tower Theater. Did did the gunshots disturb you from casting spells in the basement so of your fucking... friend's house? Like, oh shit, took me out of it again. And it's all like God row homes. Wars. The, yeah, it's right right behind Tower Theater. It's just all row homes. All yeah, the it's way where I grew, I grew up. I grew up about a seven minute drive from there. Really? Yeah, that's some sketchy shit Jesus. over there. Well, yeah, that area, Sixty Ninth Street. That's um, that's where the Market Frankfurt line, the L, the Blue Line, runs right through there too. Mm-hmm. So that's like. Uh, there's been things I've seen there. Coming down acid after a Mo show and getting out of there. I was like, what's going on? Heading <laughs> back to college. We went to a Metallica show. It was at the uh, Lincoln Financial a few years ago. I missed that one. I've seen them every time they've come around since 04. And uh, that, was the one, that was the one uh, Event Sevenfold missed because the dude had a baby. Um, so they had – it was the DJ from um, the Beastie Boys opened up. And then there was a, what was his name? DJ AM. High, no, not, not, not high tech. It was a high DJ tech. James, the guy died in a plane crash. I'm an idiot. I yeah. Know. I can't remember his name, but the DJ played. And then, um, what the fuck's the other band that played with them? I keep wanting to say Volbeat. Volbeat. Yeah. It was Volbeat. If it was Trivium, I definitely would have been there. Volbeat stinks. Volbeat. <laughs> and then it was supposed to be <laughs> yeah, Event Sevenfold. It was supposed to be Event Sevenfold and the Metallica. So Volbeat came on, and then the DJ came back on, and like 80,000 people were booing the fucking DJ the whole time Event <laughs> Sevenfold was supposed to play. That's Mixmaster Mike. Mixmaster Mike. Yeah. And then... Um, I saw Jim Brewer open for Metallica last time I saw him at the Wells Fargo. That's cool that, that shit. Was, he like, did like a little, like, he does, I've seen it before. He does like a little act. He does some metal songs, but like they're funny. He does his whole like... Jim Brewer's a storytelling comic, just yeah. So he does a lot of that, and does some impressions, and all that shit. It was quite, kind of cool. It was kind of like, what's this guy doing? And the camera on like on the big screens would like zoom in on someone in the crowd, and he would do like talk shit. Like, <laughs> I see. That was kind of dope. fun. It was definitely different than an opening band, but I mean, I don't really care. I right. was waiting a lot. I was waiting to see Metallica. I don't care. Like, uh, when I first, uh, I didn't know who Big J Okerson was. Uh, he opened up for. Um, he was doing the Mayhem Fest tour. And that was the year that, like, Corn and all of them were there. So in between main stage shows, Big J would come out and just destroy whoever's in the Well, yeah, fucking, he's, he's a crowd work guy, so yeah. that's probably great. That's awesome. And he and, likes all that music, too, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. better. So he could definitely make some references. Yeah, and he was – I was trying to hide from that. I did not want any part of that yeah. <laughs> at all, dude. <laughs> I went to that Metallica Orion Festival at Baderfield in Atlantic City back in 2012. Oh, on the wasn't like an air air yeah, Baderfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the week before that, I was at a Three Nights of Fish at Baderfield, oh, and then I wore my fish shirt. It was in the mosh pit at Metallica a week later. I was, was like, that was like, the, oh, uh, like smoking weed, doing drugs. Everyone's like partying. Like was that hippies. the was that the COVID fish tour? Nah, this is this was 2012. And fish, then, fish did a thing on the um, on the beach, and it was like the middle of covid and it was like 80,000 people on the fucking I was beach. at all three nights. That wasn't that wasn't at the middle of covid. It was let's it was August it was, bird flu. It, was it was the second week of it was the second week of August in 2021. Yeah. Covid was long gone by then, all right? Listen. Oh yeah, it was we like lingering getting, away. Yeah, they we were, were like, getting ready to leave yeah. Afghanistan and that was a year later now. Actually no, it was that year. Yeah, we 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 had we have bigger things to worry about, all right? We have geopolitical yeah. war with Russia and China going on. Who cares about covid? Covid schmovin. Yeah. And I guess what? I didn't get sick. Did I got that shit three times? Have you gotten it at all yet? Yeah. Have yeah, you? Okay. okay. Yeah. But it's like I'm, doing mics. That would be odd if you didn't. Well, dude, being around kids as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Shit. That's true. Yeah. A wrestling tournament all day. Everyone's not wearing masks in the gym. Just like fuck the laws. Like, yeah, I'm not wearing. I'm, yeah. We weren't in our school. I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. Coach. He's like, me neither. Me and my coach. Like, nah, we're not wearing masks. Yeah, because it's like it's going to happen. It's like, dude, we're out here. Like, we're out here trying to live. Just let let me live. 
Yeah. So that's that's what I did, and I got it a couple times. And guess what? I'm still here. Now, did you? Uh, you're a you're a wrestling coach as well. Did you wrestle in, in high school and everything like that? Or? No, I did not. That's the crazy part. Now I tell my kids I dig something to fucking think about pussy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like my story is like oh, I was JV wrestler and I wrestled that much. You know, I wasn't that good. I, my, I did it to get in shape for football, which mm-hmm. is true. I almost joined for that reason, but I was like, nah, I'll just lift instead. So that's what I did. That's cool. I I wrestled for maybe a year. And then I seen how much dedication was going into it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, I always felt like because me being as big as I am, I was always forced to do stuff. I was forced to play football. I was forced to wrestle, just because of my size. Like they, I feel like my family was just like looking for like an easy way out. Like let's let's make this guy a star somehow, so we can fucking <laughs> get out of poverty. So and they it, bring it us never, with them. Yeah, and it never works. They start like bringing you old country buffet twice a week. They're like, we got to book them up for D1, baby. It's like our, that free college. Ricky, yeah. eat your ham and mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at football practice just standing on the sidelines not doing anything. Yeah. I didn't like it. I, 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 got, a, I got my first concussion playing, playing football, and my mom just, like, yanked me out. was like, yeah, you're not. You're not doing that no more. Concussions are scary, man. I was like, they're yeah, wild. Lower Cape May. Once again, ass. just like the kiss thing, does not does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had a couple. It's all right. We're yeah. all here. Yeah, yeah. we are. Uh, we met through. Um, I guess I guess you could say doing mics. Um, I, I meet a lot of you guys. A lot of people that come on here, I meet through uh, the Van Jam Circle. That's pretty much, I think, that's when I first remember meeting you and a couple of the other guys you, you roll with um, yeah. just by doing that show. And the first two I did, I wasn't even supposed to be there. Oh, really? Your boy oh. Drew just, like, reached out to me through, like, the social media, like, DM. He's like, hey, I know we had you on file for an upcoming show. And next week, like, I was, like, on the list. Like, I was on the list of coming up. Like, we didn't book those shows yet, but you're on the list. Mm-hmm. I got you. I was, in the, I was in the radar, and he was like, hey, yeah, I had a chance, like, I know you talked about, like, how you were available on these dates when you filled out the flyer. You're not on it yet, but you want to do it tonight? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So okay. it was uh, it was Black Friday. I okay. had smoked a little bit earlier that day. Mm. And I, I, I'm not that kind of, I was like, I had the house to myself. I was doing nothing. I wasn't seeing anybody. And I was like, well, it's only been three hours to smoke, so it should be fine. But I don't function like that. I don't like function to, like, smoke. So I was like, oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like sh- I like did a quick workout to sweat everything out and shower just to like reset my brain and I was like yeah. okay now I'm good and I went and did great and then another time I went back same thing day of hey we need you okay I'm there and then like I was like can you put me on a fucking flyer I'll sell you some tickets I promise yeah and then uh, yeah it was fun just did it this Friday it was great got to host I was the first guest host ever there yeah so that's gonna be my yeah, uh, yeah. that's my claim to fame for comedy that's it this is uh, that's funny I've peaked. <laughs> I was able to be a guest host at just a comedy show in Turnersville, New Jersey at uh, Miss Sealy's Blues. I mean, really, like, when I think about it, like, I've been waiting my whole life to do this in my comedy career. So I'm happy to say I made it. Now I can quit. This is it. Retire. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hit that, that host spot just because, like, uh, everything that I'm doing comedy-wise is just, like, uh, a fuck you to my girlfriend saying, like, trying to crush my dream. She's like, just fucking find a job and pay bills, please. Stop doing all this <laughs> Well, why don't you do both? I do. I tried like it, it. My my thing is the every time I get a job, it like interferes with something that I want to do, and I have this very like um, what's the term hyper hyper fixation mm-hmm. on things. Like I'll like uh, I'll like watch anime for a year straight, and then I won't watch it for two years, and then I'll fucking get heavy into like like now I'm playing my Switch and I'm playing Mario Odyssey, and I'm great like, game. Yeah, and I'm like fuck Xbox right now. I'm playing Mario Odyssey. 
Oh yeah, dude, I was playing the Diablo Four open beta today before I came over. Oh, all, I, all, I hear, all I hear is people bitching about trying to get on right now. Oh yeah, well, I guess the uh, peasants couldn't afford the <laughs> internet because I was on. Got a couple quests done before I came oh, yeah. over here. We'll play pickleball after this. I'm living the dream, people. Can you believe I'm still single? <laughs> did you do the? Uh, did you get the uh, the KFC beta code, or did you? Uh, how'd you get your? No, I just no. I just op- it's open right now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a beta for the weekend, so I'm it's giving true. up precious Diablo four time to hang out with you fuckers and uh, go play pickleball and s- sweep some middle aged women off their feet. That's the plan. There you That's go. That's hilarious. The there's a there's a big spike in pickleball, and I don't know I don't know where that came from. It's because it's it's addicting. It's fun. Yeah, dude, I was just actually it started during the pandemic for me. So uh, did you guys play in high school? No, I think we had to play. Yeah, we played really? like. Yeah, like it was so. a gym class. Yeah, it was like a gym class thing was, that we like had to it's do. It's been out since like 1969. It was de- developed in like you know uh, somewhere in the Midwest. It's 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 a uh, it's a uh, huge ping pong pretty it's much ping right? pong, badminton, and tennis. That they had a baby. Okay, so it's really I always liked it in gym class, and then um, mm. it really got picked up with senior citizens because like tennis is too straining on the knees. You need to play doubles. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller court, you play doubles. There's a lot. There's less court to cover. And it's not just a power game. There's a lot of finesse in the game too. You can kind of like match different styles up together. So it works. And mm. that, that ball, I know that ball's different. Can you like cut it like right Spin over it. the net and shit? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah really? know, I, I played some indoor yesterday. I was putting some of those old fuckers to work. That's the one guy I was coming here like grunting when he's hitting it. And like I walked up like yo, I never played indoor. And this younger dude was on my team. He's like yo, dude, just let you know like some of these guys like. They call it dinking when it's nice and low over the net, so yeah. it bounces low, so that way you have to like finesse it. Mm-hmm. It's like no one dinks here. They go hard. They go cutthroat. And I was like, so no mercy. Like, no mercy. He goes, all right, we're down like six to two. I was like, oh, fuck this shit. So like, I started like wailing on him, dude. I was like hitting a dude with the ball. And, like, I was like, all right. Like, you unlock the eye of the tiger. And then, like, I play against old ladies. I take it easy. I would I, fuck I, them up I, more, I'm not, dude. I'm not trying. Like, whatever. Like, it depends, <laughs> like, if it's like, uh, like tonight, I'm going to play. It's like an advanced meetup. I'm on the meetup app, and they have like different groups. Mm-hmm. This is an advanced meetup. So I'm going there playing my best, and I don't give a shit. I'm running back and forth like a wild man. I'm also I'm quicker. <laughs> When I'm younger, I'm quicker than pretty much everyone I usually play against. So, like, when I'm playing with someone that's older, if they get caught in a corner, I can run back and get the ball for their side and cover my side still, but still have to put it in a good spot so I don't get spiked on. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a really fun game, and it's addictive, and it's just, like, it's a good workout without, like, like, I'll play for three hours straight. Obviously, you play, you'll have a couple games off and play, like, two or three in a row. It. The amount of steps and like cardio I get in because I also bad. jog after the ball goes loose, I'll run across the court and grab it for the other team. I don't care because I'm just getting a workout in. And it's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a fun workout. And I'm always I'm running for two hours. Do you play the back mostly? Well, the idea is to move up to the front because uh, okay. that way you can cover more of the net, so they can't. Because when you're trying to move up, they're going to hit it at your feet, so you can't get your paddle down low enough. Uh, it's it's like it's a whole strategy to it. And yeah. it's really fun. And so. when when you walk up, is it like? How it feels when you walk into an open mic. There's like a few new strangers and like uh, yeah, kind of there is that <laughs> yeah, little bit of the clicky start stuff. Out yeah, but yeah, yeah. like usual, I say hi to people I know and I just do my own thing, dude. Yeah, I yeah. used to when I was younger, I used to really be like, I gotta talk to this guy because he's funny. I want to talk to this dude. And there's some people like that. I say like, oh, I really like his or her comedy. I want to make sure I say what's up. But also, it's because I like them as a person. Yeah, there are com- there's comics so I like their comedy. They make me laugh every time. But hanging out with them in open mic just sounds awful to me because I think they're a shitty person, or I think they're weird, right. or I think they're a narcissist, or I think they're trying to be the funniest person in the room. They're just mm. not being themselves. It's like yo, you don't have to be on right now. Yeah. I actually just saw um. A clip about this. It was uh, Eric Terrell, Terrell's top five, his podcast. It was on Instagram. I commented on it. 
Um, he had like very funny uh, Latisse on there and uh, Alejandro Morales. They were on there talking about how the comic is just like trying to like work out bits on you and talking to you. It's like, dude, like, can we just talk about the fucking like Phillies or yeah. like a cool movie you watched? <laughs> yeah. And I commented this same exact pretty much what I'm saying now on there. And he was like, no way that happened. I'm like, dude, it's happened all the time. I used to work at a restaurant and there was this uh, guy. This is before I got into comedy. I was like, I was podcasting and working my way into like, all right, once I'm finished college, I'm going to hit my first open mic. It was like a two-year goal in my head. It just took forever to do it. Right. And um, I eventually got there, though, whatever. I feel you. <laughs> just like weight loss. Progress isn't linear. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but he was like, he was talking about this news story. It's like, so I'm thinking, you got this part, you got this part, and they're just like riffing on it. And they're like, huh. Then I saw him go to a different group of servers and try the same exact thing. Uh, then he came back around man. to me and my other friends and was like, that thing I was talking about earlier? I was like, dude, you're workshopping a bit right now. We're, we're I've about myself, to be a dinner rush. I've caught myself doing that before. Yeah, but like... And repeating the same thing to someone else. and like, hey, you just told me that. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I, I don't like it at open mics because like, dude, like we're not like trying to... We're, we're all here to tell our five minute sets. I'm like, hey man, can, mm-hmm. I, can, I run, can I run a joke by real quick? Can you help me like workshop? Can you help me come up with a different line for this? Can you help me come up with the tag for this? That's different. Yeah. But when you're trying to like, for example, like when I first started doing comedy, I started smoking cigarettes way more because I'm outside talking shit after sets and like just mm-hmm. learning from each other, making friends, learning about different styles, learning about just or just people in general. Not always talking about not talking shop, like just talking in general. Yeah. And. Oh, it's cool. Oh, you, I read that comic book. It's a pretty cool comic book. I'm like, oh, dude, did you ever see that movie? Oh, that movie's awesome. Everyone's talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to see this movie. These guys who I think are interesting and have something to say think the movie's cool. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I don't have to prove to you that I'm the funniest. Like, there's some dudes that are always on. I'm like, dude, that is not how you were born. That is not the way you are. You are not a character like that. I know you have shtick on stage, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty similar to the way I am on stage. I don't think I'm that much different. So I just that's the way I am. I don't no, you, yeah, I, yeah. I can definitely say that that you're the same on stage as you are in like, person. There's maybe a little bit more. I'm like more expressive because I'm on stage. I do a performance, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Right. still, what I say on stage is not going to be different. Like I'm like, oh gee golly, so my wife left yeah. me, and I walk <laughs> off stage going like, what a fucking show! You guys want to get fucking some coke and get out of here? It's not. I, like, I don't know if I've ever. I'm trying to think now if I've ever seen that. If I've ever seen someone act different on stage than off stage but no that's the thing though some people that act like that way on stage i don't think are off that stage until they go home and by themselves that's what i'm trying to say yeah yeah yeah, 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 like that's what i mean like it's just just different or uh, like they make their like their comedy persona their their outside it's it's just i don't have no time for that because i feel like you just can't be a normal human being like it's gotta be pretty high energy i talk a lot obviously but like i also can just like chill and just like yeah, have a conversation about things. Not try to one up you with a story or trying to like that shit like bothers me. Yeah, <clears throat> trying to cram in like three more jokes. Like, dude, like we're just having a conversation. You don't have to like work your material. I know you only got five minutes tonight, but <laughs> you don't have to spend the other three minutes you had out here trying to riff it on me. So what? Um, how long have you been? Uh, well, first, how long have you been a teacher, and how long have you been a comic? Like, when did they? Uh, touch each other. I've been a conk my whole <laughs> life. I'm a performance. When do they touch each other? No, I'm I've been a conk my whole life. Uh, everything's a performance. Um, uh, no, I, I, uh, my first open mic was uh, High Note Humor, January of 2014. Okay, and, wow, shit. And then I, shortly after that, was heavily entrenched in that. There were some other South Jersey mics opening up. I decided this is going to be a great origin story if I don't uh, quit or get canceled next five years um so 
there were some other newer comics that were around, just started either right before me or right around me or a year before me, and two of them wanted to put together their own open mic so they had more opportunities to perform and like learn stuff. So they mm-hmm. decided to put one together, and uh, another guy, Neil Wood, who you know, yeah, yeah, and myself were kind of like friends, became friends with those two guys, and they were like brand new, just like me. Neil was only about a year in probably, and we decided to like help them run it. And then eventually they realized, oh, why don't we have all four of us run it? So we joined. And That's over cool. the next six months, we started running a weekly open mic that was also in South Jersey. And that was hit or miss depending on the night. The inside was horrible sound. They never turned the TVs off. There wasn't a private room. <laughs> so we eventually moved out to the back deck, and then they had an indoor washers thing. It was a whole fun – this is a whole fun time at Bobby Ray's Tavern in Pensacola. Um, but it was fun. It was starving naked comedy was born and we started putting on showcases and doing it in South Philly and we did a vape shop that, that was, that was the crazy days. The vape shop, the one dude that owned the vape shop was just like, I think he was like Egyptian. He was a wild man. He just loved doing drugs and getting hammered. BYOB, bring all the girls. There was a ball pit in the vape shop. Oh so yeah, I'm sitting he was in, fucking in it. I was, was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in the ball pit DJing for our showcases, like running the music in between comics. <laughs> Well, we had like a little two by four with like clamps on top of the ball pit corner. That way I could put the computer up and the mixer and my beer. (laughs) And like we were just doing that. We just had fun. And uh, we eventually did like a big Atlantic City Theater show, which was great at the Taj Mahal. And that was all good. And that was over the course of like three years. That's how I know it was a long Jesse Dram joined us when he first started. If you know Jesse, he's a Philly comic. Um, Okay. And towards the end of the tenure, over the next two or three years. So I started teaching about six uh, January 2014. Mm-hmm. The comedy September 2014. I finally got hired as a full time teacher. That oh, whole okay. year, that whole year of January, I just got my teaching cert. I got fired from the only job ever. Got a, got in a car accident driving a truck for a company. Fuck them, it's fine. It was the best thing ever happened to me. <laughs> of course, the only job I ever got fired from. I got in an accident. It was like, oh, you're about to be in the union, but you messed up. It's fine. It's cool. I started doing comedy. It was like New Year's resolution, January 11th. I guess it's time. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> and then uh, I started subbing and all that stuff. But I got the teaching job, so I was like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then over the next two years, that's what I did. And then towards the end of Starving Naked's run, uh, we added uh, two other comics, Rusty Wright, who you may have seen or heard of before. He's a Philly. He's a South Jersey guy originally. Now he's a Philly guy. And Dan Madden who's like a Northeast Philly guy. Two very okay. funny comics. Added them in there. Um, and by that point, I had started to coach baseball and wrestling, and my time was extremely limited. I was, uh, uh, it was just super busy. I got involved in a relationship, and I kind of just – Faded away, and over the next three or four years, I'd come in for an open mic and like not be seen again for another seven months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be going to tap room. I was doing my I was doing my my hockey podcast, the Broad Street Bully, which I did for seven years, over three hundred fifty episodes. Wow, uh, that was every Wednesday night. We recorded. Guess when tap room is high note humor Wednesday mm-hmm. night. This is all this is all very local for South Jersey, but this is just you know this is what I know and what I remember, and so all that just became uh, it, the comedy took a backseat, and then. Went from one relationship to another, then COVID happened, and I realized that I was a lot of things I wanted to change about my life, mm-hmm. and comedy was one of them, because I was like, why, I keep, people would ask me about, like, do you ever do comedy again, and people would, like, or, I'd meet people, and they would learn more about me, and they'd be like, oh, you do stand-up, that makes sense, like, when, when's your next show? I was like, I haven't been to an open mic in four fucking years, like, I don't, right. I, 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 and, like, that's when I realized, like, something was missing, like, yeah, I had all these goals in my life, and that was one of them along with some other, like, personal fitness and uh, financial goals and all these things. And I was, like, during COVID, I kind of went through a bit, really bad breakup towards the end of it. And I was, like, all right, this is, like, a reset button. Did all that dumb shit. I got sober for a few months, went to therapy, all that crap, and, like, started doing comedy again. And now it's been almost, what, almost two years. I'm back in. So wow. And then I haven't really stopped. I, I haven't taken off more than a month since. That was just because I was traveling. It wasn't because, like, 
I like quit. It's just like I just know I'm traveling in August. I'm going to a bunch of fish concerts and yeah, yeah. Uh, Mexico and shit. So I had the summer of Drew and Hot Boy, Hot White Boy summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've pretty much been doing comedy pr- pretty much since then. Now it's just like, don't be a pussy. Like, oh, yeah, no wrestling practice up today. I'm all sweaty wrestling with the kids. Guess what? Oh, I know I had surgery. Guess what? You're still going to fucking, you're going to go do an open mic at least once this week. Or if you make, take off this week, it's fine. But you have to go next week and you have to, and I'm going to make myself like, work on a different bit or like write a new joke maybe just to force myself to do something it's like when i'm running i'm like oh man if you, i'll just finish a 15 minutes on the treadmill it's like you just thought about you thought about doing that at minute seven now you're doing 20 like i, I said i'm fucked up like that that's i used that's to catch myself i used yeah, to catch like myself on the i catch myself on the on the treadmill and i would you know how you like you know uh you go get gas in your car and the, the amount of gas you put in your car compared to the amount of money you put in, you're like, I don't know which one I want to make even Yeah, type thing. I would do that on the treadmill. It would be like the time and how many miles or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know which – I think I'm going to go with like as soon as I hit uh, 3.1, I'm done. Like for the, <laughs> as soon as I hit that 5K, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, I just run. I've been running miles since my hip thing. I just put Metallica and Justice for All on and I'm like every like, – And that's like a good hour? No, just, no like, just the uh, the song. Oh, the, just the song. Was so it? I mean, yeah, the, the song's, song's about the an song's hour, nine, too. The song's it's a great song. <laughs> 9.48, right? So I'm thinking, all right, the first 30 seconds start ramping up. Just get it up, get it up, get it up. It's uh, like, all right, I'm going to cut this. And I, I cut my mile down to like 8.15 recently. I'm like, fuck, damn. yeah, it's good. So I'm a big dude, dude. I weigh like uh, like 250 right now, 240, mm. 247 this morning. How tall are you? I just, I just scraped six foot on a good day. I used to be three hundred. I used to be over three hundred twenty pounds when I started comedy. People don't realize you. I've, you don't know this because oh, sure. so I used to be a big boy. Mm-hmm. Still getting down there, but still like I've had a lot of slowly going down, a little bit up, down, up as yeah, much weight. I but get like it. Still trying to be better than I was yesterday. It's funny that you say that because like during COVID, I had kind of the same trajectory. Like I was like three hundred pounds. Yeah, Ken Ken looks swollen for a yeah, little bit. I was, I was inflamed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Too much shellfish. Yeah, it looked like somebody just pinched my whole body and just widened out. But, you know, like that linear uh, trajectory, like, yeah, you're going to fuck up. You might gain some weight. But in the long run, you're actually losing it. But, like, in terms of physicality, having that discipline, you're like, you know what? If I think I'm going to stop at 15 minutes, I'm actually going to push myself to 20. For me, I'm just like. I'm going to stop at 10, and what's really stopping me from stopping me? <laughs> you know what it's else? That, it's like you got you to rewire your yeah, brain. Exactly, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like you got to um, – I've read some books and things like that that helped me change my mindset on a lot of things. I always was like that. I'm like, I'm going right. to push, push myself and work my ass off. But, like, I gained that from really playing football in high school because that's mm. why I worked my ass off. I never played football until I was a freshman. I was like, I'm starting varsity before I graduate. I got to – I was right. captain my senior year, started every game. Like, that's – not that, like – lay on my laurels it's high school no one gives a shit about that but that changed my mindset on how to work it taught me how to lift mm-hmm. how to like do olympic lifts and like a deadlift and squat and bench and overhead i learned all those things and then in college i kind of lost that and then i was like 320 pounds when by the time i was done started comedy and then i was like <laughs> oh shit then over the next couple of years i brought down to like 280 ish so i was better my face looked better yeah. In the first couple of years of teaching, and I went down like as far as like 260, and then kind of like went between like 260 and 275 for a couple of years. Kept going back and forth, never being consistent. And then during the pandemic, I probably got, even though I was down to like 250 that year, I got up to like 285. I was drinking like every fucking day. The girl that, I was with at the time period had an alcohol problem. Didn't know it back then. Should have realized it. 
and we drank the whole fucking time, spent the whole time together. And then what's that going to do for your body? You're eating shitty food, you're drinking, you're not. Mm -hmm. I'm not lifting anymore. I'm not doing anything. And I was like, oh shit. That was the first thing I knew. Pizza wings and Captain Morgan. Yeah. uh, You like significantly (laughs) like. Reduced drinking, you can see it all in your What's face. What's what I'm like, doing just right all now? That swollen, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, your just, face goes down. It's That's crazy. the first thing that yeah. you lose weight in is your fucking face. That's the first thing I yeah. notice. Yeah. Even if, even if like you, I mean, I, I've lost weight before, like doing keto, or just in general, just counting calories and just only drinking clear liquor. Yeah, and just club, which is what I usually drink. But I love beers. Mm. I, I like the seltzers. I play softball in the spring, summer, and fall. And like we just have like eight a.m. like games. I'm like I'm putting back a couple. Couple white yeah. claws instead of beers now, just to like cut the calories. And I was gonna down. say now I I, I, I can tell the ones that are trying to lose weight or like on some type of r- regiment because they're drinking white claws and tequila. And that's yeah. it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or vodka, <laughs> or vodka, vodka. gin's not bad. Uh, um, you yeah. can drink bourbon. Just I mean, like it's just uh, the clear liquor is better for your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's less. It's uh, all poison, wheat. dude. It's all. I mean, right now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like halfway through my sober 75 days, but I'm like Jesus, I'm almost halfway. Not even. I'm, I, I came but, here hungover. From last night. Yeah, see, that's the crazy <laughs> thing. Like, stupid. not having alcohol in my life right now and knowing it's not going to be there, my weekends are way more productive. Yeah. I was able to do yoga this morning, hang out, do laundry, come here, and I'm going to go play pickleball. Yesterday, I was able to, like, get two workouts in, you know, do all my shit, go do comedy. And it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I was at the show on Friday with Van Jam until, like, one in the morning drinking, mm-hmm. and then I wake up and do all this shit and then go do the comedy again. It's just way easier. Yeah. When I was hosting, I didn't have to write down as much because I could all remember because my brain was clear. I'm not saying I don't miss it. Believe me. When the Phillies start, I'm going to want to go to the ballpark and have a beer and a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm already looking when at I'm those like, dollar dog yeah, night tickets at, right yeah, now, dude. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at fish ticket dates and Metallica ticket dates. Like, let's go. I can't yeah, wait to yeah. go to concerts. But um, it is nice and just being able to really focus on that and see the results is addictive almost. So you're like, all right, so did this before. Now, I, I like you said, like I put on a little bit of weight around when I hurt my hip and got surgery. I, we talked about this before the mics were on. I got hip surgery, so I was out. But now I'm like, all right, now I'm getting back to the swing of things. My hip is almost fully healed, I think. I still hurt a little bit, but it's not going to get re-injured. It's like just strengthening. Do you move you know, in certain positions and stuff, and you're like, uh, you got to like – Move the opposite direction of what you just did. No, nah, it just it just pinches a little bit. No, the, I, the surgeon said that's normal. I I uh, I tore ligaments in my my chest. I pulled ligaments in my chest from lifting, and um, every so often, I'll like I'll put my left hand over to grab something, and I'll feel a pop in my chest, and I have to move the same way I moved. Back to where I was doing it. Did you ever Google? Did you ever Google that symptom and like find a Reddit thread where people will share like different YouTube videos where you can do at home like stretching or? Not at all. You should. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I've been doing it for my hip. This guy's like, if you have like this weird hip pain when you're laying on your bed, and it's like, actually, since my surgery on something like that, I started lifting again. I do, and I start doing these strengthening exercises, just doing like little leg lifts in different areas. Mm-hmm. It is helping a little bit, I think. And I read comments like, oh, my God, I had this for years. I've been doing this for every night for three months, and now everything's good. Like blah, blah, blah. We were talking about yoga before we uh, started yeah, try that, recording. Man. And uh, I love, how, gotta, I love be- how yoga has this, like, uh, cloud of, over it of, like, being the gayest thing ever. And well, then you, and then like only the, when you're sucking dick while doing yeah, it. Yeah, and then <laughs> which, which again, it's fine. You can do and that. Then like it's the, not my the type. strongest man in the world does yoga for like 20 minutes, and you see him pouring sweat. Dude, no man, like everyone. It's like, so fucking I funny. To, yeah, like I think uh, Bill Burr did a bit about that. How like you know we want a cookie, you know, and like they like yeah, call yeah. me f word, which I'm not allowed to say anymore. Yeah. But as we we all said it when we were younger kids, we all know we did because we didn't know any better. Absolutely. Um, 
But like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's yoga. It's gay. I want to like lift weights and all that shit. It's like, no, actually, it's taking care of your body, increasing the longevity of your ability to lift because you're going to help your muscles and also help it helps your mind too. And when you see a guy like David Goggins, who is a, a fucking beast, you guys know who that is? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah, most yeah. intense man. Yeah, I've he ever spends ever like two hours meditating and stretching every night. Two yeah. hours. Like, he's, he a, he's, a, he's a 100, he got, 140 pound, 300 pound man. He got, he got more into stretching in the last probably five to 10 years, he said, and it's helped him immensely because he realized a lot of these uh, ailments he had in his body went away just from stretching and opening up certain Have you seen that he posts pictures of like. He'll run. He'll do like those crazy dumb marathons. Those ultra, yeah, ultra, yeah, ultra, ultra marathons. marathons, and then he'll post pictures of like the bottom of his feet when he's done, and it's just like fucking raw meat and bone just yeah. poking out. I'm like, yeah. ugh. Well, he, well, back when he first started, he did that shit because he didn't have like good shoes and didn't know what he was doing. Like, I read his book and he just his whole about like it. he'll like pull his big toenail off yeah. and it's like it'll, it'll fucking grow back. Yeah, you see this? Yeah. This is weak. Should have stayed on my foot. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? Oh yeah, I'm not into all that shit. Like I said, like I'm a sprinter, but uh, I used, but I identify with some of the just the ways to like overcome certain things. Yeah, it really is mostly mental. Obviously, it is physical handicap or whatever. Running is. I I realized that running was very mental because you'll be two miles in and your brain's like, "Okay, we're done." I'm like, "No, we're not done." I told myself I was going to do three. Yeah, but once you get to a certain point, it's not going to get any worse. I I didn't it's realize not get any worse. I didn't realize injury or don't stretch or until I was probably about six months in to running at the time. This was years ago. Um, I experienced. You always heard about it, but I experienced my first runner's high, and that's a fucking that's a thing. A runner's high. Yeah, Have you? I heard that when I was in high school. I was like, I'm playing yeah. football. I'm not running. Yeah, cross country, a loser. But there is <laughs> yeah. a there is a thing. Like once you like like there's like a thing you push through and it's just like you're you're stuck in it and then when you stop running everything just fucking clicks back yeah, but is there anything better than when you know you bust your ass and worked out and you did the right things and then also you, at that point you're like i don't want a cheese stick i'm gonna put good things in my body and then all of a sudden it's a cycle you get into this also this is supposed to be a comedy podcast it's like we're having this like bro talk this is like oh this yeah is self-help I, mean, uh, I love this, this shit. Is, this is drew's journey right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he tries to find the meaning of life and uh find a single mom that's worth dating um <laughs> What's happening <laughs> in the world, dude? I just realized. Wait, wait a minute. I forgot. Like, wait, we're doing a podcast. And what? <laughs> I don't know, that's fucking, good. It's it's like, uh, this is the lamest episode ever. That guy Drew's a fucking loser. He's a uh, queer. Oh uh, no! Trust, trust me. If you listen to the first like thirty episodes of this, it's just us getting obliterated, high and drunk, and just like figuring shit out. This is yeah. the sobering, yeah. figuring shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me yeah, figuring yeah, yeah. shit out. Um, uh, what? Uh, to to change the subject uh, topic a little bit, what um, what was the first time that you, uh, I guess, uh, enjoyed, uh, got into comedy? Like, was there something on TV that you seen? Was there a movie that made you a comedy fan? Uh, uh, was there a specific comedian? The first comedian that comes to mind that had an impact on me growing up was Chris Rock. Um, okay, which you know. Was this the obviously, no sex in the champagne room no. era, era comedy? Or uh, I, I mean, I guess in a way, just seeing his uh, stand-up special late night. So I, my parents are divorced. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> happens I was I don't even remember them being together. Which I think I think if they had their way, they don't remember being together either. They don't like each other. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know. Most married people I know don't like each yeah, other. Well, yeah. Well. Thank God I've never been married. But uh, yeah. I, I think back to, the, like, um, he's not, like, a huge influence on me, like, now. But I think that opened my mind up to what stand-up was. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, so my dad had HBO. So, like, 
when we're at my dad's house, staying over there on weekends or growing up, like you put on movies or whatever. Mm. And like late nights, sometimes they have comedy, and I'd watch. Like a that. dad went to bed, and you're like sneaking Chris Rock at night. I'm not thing, sneaking. Like, he didn't really care about that. My dad's pretty. Uh, my dad's pretty okay. fucking funny, actually. That's like cool. when people, I had one. I met like an old relative one time, and he's like, "So which one of you was meeting me and all my sisters on my dad's like? Which one of you got a uh, your dad's uh, your dad's uh, humor?" And they all pointed at me, and I was like, oh, yeah, Dad is funny. I never thought about it. I just thought he was racist. But, no, he's a funny racist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's he still, pays attention. Yeah, he's funny. He's just Sometimes he's just, the jokes aren't always going to work unless you're, you know, at a blue-collar comedy tour. But, uh, um, no, but, like, I just remember watching those. But, also, uh, this is something I th- I've reflected on in the last few years when I was thinking about when it all started. And I was like, I spent every Friday in like sixth, seventh grade or eighth grade. If I wasn't hanging out with my friends or having a sleepover or going to the mall, whatever you were doing in middle school, playing Dynasty Warriors, sneaking porn on Kazaa, fucking, that's you funny. know, that's funny. Uh, oh no, it's Lou Boo. Talk, talk, <laughs> Lou Boo. <that's laughs> great game. Always eating the pork buns. Oh, I'm hungry now thinking about it. Like good Chinese food. Um, also, like talking to girls on Instant Messenger. If we weren't doing all that shit we were doing back in the early 2000s when I was in uh, middle school. Uh, Friday night stand up was on Comedy Central from yeah. like seven PM to mm-hmm. like midnight. It was premium blend. Harlem Williams would host a lot of it, and I'd see these comics. And I remember when I was watching some of this. I swear I'm not just making this up. There were certain comics I'd watch, and I'd know what they were going to say next. Okay, I yeah. saw yeah, 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 yeah. where they were going with it, and I would watch them. I'd be chasing this high of I was trying to find the comic that actually made me genuinely laugh and would misdirect me, or I didn't know where they were going. Harlan Williams is one that. Had- very misdirecting like he'll he'll make he'll set it up and make it look like you you know where he's going and then it's like he's in a tree with an owl or something absurd shit yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. but i've really like honed in on like the ones and i've realized that i like the dirtier and edgier guys Mm because i think growing up with a catholic upbringing so i was in catholic school i was in third grade uh, in upper darby area so i was like all right i always like that stuff and the darker side of how to make like shit that isn't supposed to be funny or is taboo in some circles funny so everyone appreciates it and i was always pushing the envelope i was like uh, i was i was for better or worse a shock jock uh i was a glorified shock jock humor kind of guy in middle school Mm -hmm. you know you'd go to school with a bunch of jewish kids you put you do the math on that one yeah Uh, you you start to say things (laughs) and busting your buddy's friend your buddy's balls they think it's funny but their friend of a friend over here so it's like yeah that drew kid's kind of a dick it's like no he's funny man he's cool and then eventually that person's like oh yeah that guy's cool i get it now it's it's all love if they hate you they'll learn to love you exactly i've had that happen multiple times in my life which i've gotten better at now because i'm a better (laughs) communicator but i just you know that's just kind of, I think it was just a Friday night stand up and those late nights watching HBO, like, you know, not, not, not Skinamax, you know, uh, I did watch those <laughs> sometimes, but, uh, just, I think that made it a thing. And then it took my, one of my best friends asking me, I think freshman or sophomore year of college, going, do you ever think about doing stand up? I was like, what? Like, it's yeah. always, it's always like, someone that, t- it's always someone that's not connected to, comedy that like because i i got asked by one of my my friend's moms you should go do an open mic because i I would come and tell her some wild ass stories at work and she'd i'd have her uh laughing her ass off and she's like you should uh or like a new person to come in and she's like we're sitting there all working and she's like tell tell him that fucking story you told me yeah and and it started from there it's always cool to see that there's like someone not connected somehow like I guess forcing you or pushing you forward. Well, he was, uh, me and him liked Opie and Anthony, but he was like a pretty diehard Opie and Anthony fan. He's like, you should mm-hmm. listen to it and do an open mic. And I was like, what do you mean? Like do a, do comedy dude. I got, I'm not an actor. I can't get on TV. And I, yeah. I was like, no, you got an open mic and work. I'm like, 
Oh, they have comedy open mics? Because we used to play in a band. He's like my best friend. If I get married, he'll be my best man. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, no shit. I think you'd be good at it, dude. And I've always wanted to try writing. If I, if I could help you write, I'd love it. Just help. Or I just want to come watch you. I was like, okay. Damn. I'll think about it. And so I listen, he, I start listening a little bit of Opie and Anthony again. And I was like, here other comics come on, all my favorites. And I really realized by that point, some of these guys on Opie Anthony, I watched I watched a lot of Tough Crowd when I was younger too. Mm-hmm. And Underrated. all my favorite, oh, hell yeah. I love Underrated. watching on YouTube. You can follow, still find some. I'm waiting for the box to come out, but <clears> the NBC <throat> won't give up the, or some shit. Colin Quinn always talks about it. But I realized a lot of these comics I loved and idolized in my early 2000s era of watching Comedy Central back when it was all comedy and not just like, comedy shows on there like actual sketch comedy and stand-up back when was, i still had the uh the globe the globe logo. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. O- only only tv shows on there were originals and uh reruns of snl there was no like um you know the office on syndication all that shit not to say i love the office but whatever yeah, yeah. i have to say that so white women want to fuck me yeah, it, was but, just, uh, it was just south park <laughs> and and yeah half hour stand-up specials yeah and or, so yeah, when yeah, i watched watch yeah. uh, tough crowd on there and like I would, and Chappelle Show, obviously. Chappelle and you, Show, yeah. I'd see Colin Quinn, Patrice O'Neill, like um, uh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton and Patrice became two of my biggest influences. Louis C.K., uh, those kinds of guys. Even young, young, a young, uh, full haired Bill Burr. Geraldo, I loved, yes. Because mm-hmm. Geraldo was smart, and I always liked oh, that because. I always see my see myself as like not I'm not like a genius, but I'm, I think I'm like fairly intelligent, so I could re- I really like to be able to use that to fucking like really just roast someone and like put them in their place, but also in a funny way. Yeah, and you, uh, you saying that just like that. reminded me that all, like a lot of my favorite comics have uh, overdosed and died in a hotel in New Jersey. Well, I'm yep. glad to see the like, the roadmap for you, Ricky. I'll definitely be ch- I'll definitely be checking next time you stay in a hotel. I'll check in on you. I'll shoot you a message. <laughs> let's let's get yeah, it. it's fucking him. Fucking uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg overdosed in New Jersey. I think. There's a few of them. Well, it makes sense because if you're performing in New York, it's cheaper to stay in New yeah. Jersey or like, yeah. get, like get somewhere outside of it. It's like right there. Yeah. But yeah, I think just that tough crowd, Aaron, the open Anthony thing, and then it all comes together, I guess, to tie this all up is um, I've put it in the back of my mind Then by the end of college when I started student teaching, I bought a book just to read about a little bit about comedy and figure it out. And then I sat on that book for a year after I read it because I was student teaching and then I did all the other shit, and then it came to that Aramark job. I got fired at. Oh, I just said the name of the company. Who gives a shit? Fuck them. <laughs> uh, what are they going to do? Come after me? Yeah, right. Uh, I got in an accident and got fired, and then it was like, well, you said you were doing it at some point in January. It's the second week of January. He's got fired. What do you got to lose? Look yeah. up online, find the tap room, high note humor, and then the rest, as they say, is history. But that's kind of like I think if I had to figure out what brought me to that point, those things are definitely the pivot points in my life where it changed. But I wanted to be a musician. I play guitar and worship Metallica and Nirvana and mm. like fucking, you know, rock and roll. And I wanted to play in a hard rock blues band with the Metallica edge, but not, a little bit more bluesy. That's why I played in bands and that's what I want to do. Uh, it turns out much easier to practice for comedy than it is to practice for band practice because drummers are flaky as fuck. <laughs> Yo, and you're in a band with all your best friends. That's so funny. It's very hard to call them out for not taking it seriously because you love all those yeah, guys. That's, and that's, brothers. that's Ken's. Uh, 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 Ken, you play music? Dude, I had a, like a cover like a pop punk cover band in high school Mm -hmm. and it was so hard to find drummers and then it was so hard to keep drummers i think there's like no i have to carry all my shit over there i'm bailing today i'm gonna say i have the flu yeah and i'm like but they had no excuse because we had like a decent basement where you could just keep your shit there and we just turn it on and start practicing but we just couldn't get people to it is very hard to find i'm like well the the drummer is usually easier to go to the drummer's house 
Yes. So he doesn't have to. But leave. his mom, his mom is a stickler. Doesn't like us being there. So yeah, yeah. Like, you have to leave at nine. Yeah. You see the basement light flick up and down. You're like, well, we all uh, gotta dude, fucking go. Yeah. 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 Like, oh my god, god dude. <laughs> What I'm or, or every once in a while I'm ordering pizza. Do you boys want some? Yeah, yeah. That happened like once. I'm like, oh yeah, mom's the coolest. Yeah, that's funny yeah. shit. That, that that was, but I think music was my thing. And then I realized like I have always been funnier than I, I was naturally funny. Was not naturally musically. I, I was naturally talented in certain areas of music, but I'm not like a um a theory guy. I have, yeah. a, I have a good sense of rhythm. I have a good sense of writing lyrics. I have a good idea of melody in my head. Doesn't mean I always can put it. So I was like, all right, why mm-hmm. don't uh, I just went with it? And then here I am today. And then yeah. And I think yeah. I think all of us here only uh, play tabs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can read. I can read music, but not fluently. I know how to. Yeah, yeah, I, I could yeah. transcribe it. Give me the sheet music. Uh-huh. I can't tell you every like, good boy deserves fine and face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know yeah, like yeah, yeah. I know the clefs. Don't ask of. me what that goofy chord is. Like a fucking G minor SB, like something like that. Oh yeah, just give me a regular G chord. Like I know what that looks yeah. like. But yeah. other than that, I'm just like I don't know what the fuck. That's what Steely Dan has all like yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really dissonant chords they throw in there, and they throw a lot of weird like uh, jazz scales. Like that's why their music is so sonically perfect. That song we opened up with mm-hmm. on that album, Audio Files will use that album, that vinyl, to like test systems because it's like son- it's considered like oh, that's cool shit. Perfect, wow. But some circles, I'm, I'm, they were I'm, meticulous. There was guys that in the studio, 115 takes, like nope. Do it again. Like, guys, like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, do it again and we'll get someone else. Like, they were that, they were like perfectionists, like anal. I'm just getting into, um, like old vinyl, like original vinyl. And, oh, yeah. It's uh, cool, man. I have a bunch. Yeah. I'm, I just like, I, it's, it, and it's just a little small things. Like, you, you find out, like, you don't want your speakers on the same table as your record player. You don't want fucking, yeah. You, you gotta, make, you, you gotta, gotta the clean them. Your, your level. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. It's all them little small things. Uh, make a difference because then you, you'll listen to like uh, Led Zeppelin two or something, and you you can hear like dust on the record or like the needles off a little bit, and like notes are off. Something's like, uh, it's like it sounds like it's flat. It sounds like there's an octave pedal. It's flat. Yeah, so what's going yeah. on? You like, put it through like yeah. a, it's, it's, a mixer. It's, it's cool that I can catch that now that I'm like that into it. Because my girlfriend doesn't fucking care. She's just like, turn it down. Well, yeah, mine was all running weird. I'm like, I'm listening to a Nirvana record, and I'm like, why the hell is hello, hello? And I was like, yeah. why does it sound like it's like high, like a high pitched? Yeah. And like t- the turntable, the belt needed to be regreased. Mm. Something simple as that. It was just, yeah. just thrown off the speed by just a contair. And then it messed up the whole song. Damn. For a certain... I'm Sorry, a I'm so. a heavy uh, I'm a big uh, Mastodon fan. Oh hell yeah, dude! Let's talk Mastodon. Yeah, I got dude. I got fucking tattoos and fucking. Oh, uh, you really like them a lot, Damn. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them live a couple of times. I, a lot of people uh, hate. The, uh, a lot of people are like only the first few albums. I mean, I, the most recent one I'm not a huge fan of, but I like a lot of their other stuff too. I like. I don't care. You can tell me like. Um, Crack the sky is uh, Pink Floyd the wall level music to me. Oh uh, yeah. Big time. Well, I, I, I would put that on uh, Dark Side or Metal or Animals for me. I'm not a huge wall guy. I have a Pink Floyd's one of my favorite bands. But uh-huh. yeah. I, yeah, Crack the Sky. I, I, I saw them play them that. Too. I saw them play that all the way through live. Oh, nice. Right? That was my first tattoo. It was the Pink Floyd the yeah, Wall. Yeah, I see that one. And then I got a Mastodon one. I got a ghost tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Mastodon. I do, I do like Mastodon a lot, man. They're they're a good band. Um, But... uh. I, li- I like listen a lot of that when we work out. Come back full circle. Yeah, I just uh, so I, I bought they they every so often the um the one guitar player he'll just like clean out his garage and just sell shit on eBay. 
And every so often he'll have like signed posters or uh, albums or something. And I seen he put up um, an autograph copy of Crack the Sky and it was 70 bucks. I was like, fucking, I'm on that. Damn. So I gave my old copy of the vinyl to my buddy, which I, I think has no idea who Mastodon is, which I think is <laughs> funny. And I replaced the one on my wall with the autograph copy. So I was listening to it the other day. That's why I brought this up because uh, the one call, uh, the one song, it's like a 10-minute fucking Opeth-length song. Um, it's called The Czar. Yeah. And the beginning is all like uh, synthy, piano-ish. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you could hear it on the record. It was like slightly off. Because I've that, listened to the song. That sounds better on my phone, out of the phone speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I'm like, what the that. fuck is wrong with this? And I'm looking, and you can, like, slightly hear the static. Cause I don't know if it's the needle or what but that i got to fix. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild that you can catch little small things like that. Yeah, you do. This is, like, the ultimate, like, guys in their mid-30s pocket. It's all about working out, <laughs> staying hard, <laughs> vinyl. And, and sludge metal. And sludge yeah. metal. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, going to open mics and following your dreams. Yeah. Uh, another comedy question. What was, uh, what's the furthest you've traveled to do a mic or to do, to do a show? For, I guess for a mic, no more than an, an hour. Okay. Like 45 minutes. It might've been like on the outside. I'm, I'm starting before. to hear, I'm like starting to meet a lot more of you guys. And I, I see like some of them go to New York. Some of them go to like, well, bumfuck okay, Pennsylvania. Put, all right. So I've done open mics in multiple States and also two different countries technically. Oh yeah. shit. So, uh, I did an open mic in Nashville, Tennessee, and also in new Orleans when I was traveling for work. That's cool. Shit. I was doing a seminar one summer. And I did. I got booked on a show. The guy was very nice. Uh, gave me the spot. I didn't have a good tape back then. I didn't have any tape. Mm. Just gave me a shot to do ten minutes on this like weird spot near Bourbon Street. People are walking by this big. They open up the big walls of the place like those sliding glass walls, so they can open it yeah. up. People were just walking by and like yelling shit. It was wild. <laughs> so and then I, and I, then I uh, hooked up with someone that was there that knew people in Philly. She was originally from Philly and got me on a room. It was like this like dive bar it was like an all black room pretty much like the outskirts of the city and it was like a little like it was all like overgrown trellises this back patio everyone's outside it's a little small stage it was Shit. awesome they were the people there were so nice and i was like one of the first like i was one of the few white guys and even in the, in the crowd let alone comics mm. so they loved me and i come and i like i have that like philly like kind of accent so they really took to me and what i was saying and all that shit like he said water yeah, I said he said water. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was I was coming with the crowns on my coloring book. And crowns, all yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys only have good fucking hoagies around here. I was drink, trying to drink my soda when the fucking bitch was smacking <laughs> me in the face. Yeah. Um, you go like full Delco on them. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was born, man. Yeah, up yeah. at Darby. It's what's That's up. Funny. Uh, and then I also did. Um, I've traveled before, like just for shit like that. But I did an open mic in um, St. Thomas, which is a U.S. territory technically, but it's an it's island. A, it's a Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, shit. And I left now. It's just called The Islands. No, it's a dumb Chuck Norris <laughs> joke from back on the Chuck Norris website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did an open mic there, but the guy gave me like 10 minutes. Like, yo, like, I want to pump this up. I'm going to say you just got off a cruise ship. And I then I, I, I did all right. And the guy's like, I could tell you know what you're doing, man. Just so many people just weren't they're here for music. I'm like, I know, dude. But this old, this other guy there is a, he's like the island comic. He's like, yo, man, are you here next week? I got a. A show, I'd love you to do like 15 on. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm here at my mom on vacation. With yeah, you. I was gonna say, <laughs> we're yeah. leaving in a day and a half. That's but dope, thank man. you. I was like, oh shit. And that, that was That's probably cool. the most interesting place I did stand up at as far as for 
I, I drove like two hours for a shit show show back in November. It was this guy's first comedy productions. I had no idea he was doing it. You could talk to Steve Kane about this. This was out in the Poconos. He did the same thing. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, oh, so it's that show. Yeah. 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 I was the first one. That. Uh, That's fucking crazy. He, sh- he sent us, okay, so he sent us a video of him sitting there at a table <laughs> and there's like fucking lights and food and fucking. And then you see, like, no one in there. Yeah, that's how it was. People started showing up. I was the first uh, one, and I think anyone showed up for the rest of them. No shit. But the first one was still like that for a while. I drove far. He was like, yeah, he put a lot of money into this. Yeah. He put his life, he put his life savings and lost his apartment. This guy's, anyway, oh, I don't want to talk shit about the guy. He was just, I mean, you're, you're he, on the right podcast. Here's what he did, though. Yeah, burning bridges. What did I get myself into? <laughs> I say no. I'm not going to hear back from the rest already, of my family. You've already said your work, your, your old job name and yeah. fucking all that. So I'm not you're good. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he <laughs> told me like, all right, uh, two fifteen, and like the money. Like, I was like, I'm like, dude, I give me a little more money than that because I'm like barely breaking even. Right, I wasn't breaking even. I, that's a far drive. I drive a truck. That's like that's yeah. a far drive for me out in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. So, got the money down. He, he was. I was like, can you just light light me at like twelve or thirteen. Let me know where I'm at, and I, I won't. I, I won't go over by more than a minute. I promise. He's like, it's all like loose. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. And he starts walking up towards me. While I'm telling a joke, I'm waving, and he's within three feet of the stage in front of people, and like lets me know. Like, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Okay, I, I know where I am on my set. There's no way I barely. I'm like, I'm barely. I looked at my recording later. I was at like eight minutes, uh, and then sure. like after I finished that joke, he goes like, "All right, I'm getting out of here, or whatever." And he just walks up and like he starts walking up towards the end of my joke and just starts walking onto the stage while I'm still talking. So like, right, I guess I'm getting kicked off, guys. I'll see you later. I did a I did eleven <laughs> minutes. I was supposed to do fifteen. And he, I'm like, dude, do you not know how to light? Just get a, get your phone in the back. Yeah. And just wave. Like, how do you not know how to do? Have you ever been to an open mic? He's like, no. Now I like, I'll still pay you. I'm like, I know, dude, but like, I didn't just drive here for the money. Like, I was trying to work out this 15 minute. Like, I'm mm-hmm. here to perform. Yeah, and I was doing well. And the people, the other comics, like, yo, man, you got tight. That was tight set. How much were you supposed that was, to? That was, I was like tight 15. eleven. No, dude, actually, no, I, no, I don't think it was eleven. I think it was nine. I think no, I think it was less than ten. I think it was less than ten. So that happened. Uh, he's walking on the stage wearing the headliner, taking pics behind the headliner to show the back of the head of the headliner in the crowd while he's talking. Like, this was just all over the place, dude. Shit was wild. He ended the night with a rapper rapping along to a song. He was rapping. He couldn't, he wouldn't stop talking to the mic. Shit was crazy. I think the guy might be mentally a little unstable or ill. He was <laughs> off of Facebook for yeah. like three months. I think he might have been in rehab or in jail or both. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he spent all his bar mitzvah money. He wanted me to call me. He's like, I can't pay you for the, the show on a Saturday, two days from now. I'm like, dude, unless you put me up in a hotel, I'm not. No. Yeah. Like, that's I, wild. I can't. Because I can't. Because number one, I'm not driving up there again. Number two, not for that. No. You know what the fuck you're doing? I mean, you're in the you're in the uh, Cherry Hill area, right? Yeah. Okay. So from there to Poconos, that's what a hour-ish drive. Maybe? It was like two, two and a half. Two and a half. It was. It was. It was um, Jesus. It was like a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday night. It might have been the, uh, it was a week before Thanksgiving or two weeks before Thanksgiving. It was like a Wednesday night. And I luckily had, had off on that Thursday and Friday. I, I do remember talking to Steve about it. He Jesus. was like, it was one of the worst experiences of his life or some shit like yeah. that. Steve and I talked, as I'm saying, I knew, I knew you had, I knew you guys know Steve Keen. So I figured yeah, like yeah. you probably talked to you guys. Was he on the, was he on the show? Uh, uh, he yeah. was on here before. Did yeah, he talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. experience? Um, I think he wanted to save it because he, uh, that was right around the same time. It was I like think right he after. came on bef- right before. Oh, okay, he did yeah. Because if you guys know Steve Kane, like I know he did the same thing. I was like, "Yo, yeah. I heard you with that show. What do you think?" He's like, "Dude, it was crazy." Yeah. But he uh, he told us about it in the group chat, and I was yeah. like, "What?" 
Yeah. yeah. But like he didn't tell me like the it was specifics. Just, of I that. was yeah. I was just I was pissed for like a half hour and I had to wait I waited to the end of the show. Wait till I got he paid me and I waited for the headliner because I was like networking with those guys and I was like, mm, This right. is absolutely a tr- like what are we doing? Because there was no spotlight either, so you couldn't even see the people's faces that well. Like, it was just like it was I know if you feature somewhere and you do like a good 10, 15 minutes set. I know they usually pay you like 15, 20 bucks or something. It usually just like. Usually more than that. It's like gas money. Yeah, it pays mm. off gas. I've got, get there. I've got, you get paid yeah. like 75 or 100 for 20, 20 something. No shit. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's oh, yeah. like if you're going to a show, actually, it's going to But usually it's like, I'll give you like 50 bucks for like 20. I'll like take. That's good. But if I'm getting stage time somewhere local and they give you like 25 bucks for 10, I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Mm. But once you get to like that feature spot for like 20 to 25 or even 15, depending on the lineup. You might get like fifty to seventy five or a hundred. It's like hmm. nice, but that doesn't happen all the time. But it's only yeah. happened in certain shows where I'm like, they sold tickets the real way at a bar or a venue where they actually can pay you that. But but once again, though, like smaller shows like that, local ones, it's just I'm not. If we're all in it for the money at this point, it's really not. I, there's a lot of other things you can spend your time on to make more money. You can work yeah. calls to make more money. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what we try to explain to people about like podcasting. I'm like, I'm not. We're not doing this for the money. I can fucking tell you that because we're yeah. we're under. Right now, like we're fine. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Claim some losses on my taxes this year. My buddy's my tax guy. He's like, yeah, dude, like, let me help you up here a little bit. And I, uh, it seems to me, Drew Papsky on Instagram, there's a lot of shows coming up. And uh, Bobby, uh, I'm sure you have to drive. I'm sure you have to do networking. Yeah, 20, 20 times 400 shows you did this year. It's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, he didn't, he didn't jack it up that much. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, it was just like, I was like, all right, cool. Let's start claiming some losses. It's helped me out. That's dope. Oh, buy yeah. my own money as a public fucking servant, as a teacher. What the fuck is going on here? You know? I, yeah. used to, I, used to, I used to let my, my cousin do my taxes, and then the one year she's like, oh, yeah, you own a boat now. I'm like, no, 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 no. What the fuck is going on, dude? This is how you wind up in jail with Wesley Slimps. Yeah, what the fuck? That's That's wild. Yeah, man, it's 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 fun though. It's it's a, it's a good thing the comedy thing we got going. It's cool. When's this show come out? When's this come out? Yeah, when's this come out? Today, probably. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably, oh, we'll oh, probably damn, post okay. it today. Yeah. Cool. So I have to make sure to plug all my upcoming dates before I get. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll 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 take a, a quick break, play a few ads, and we'll be right back. always their uh always their opening songs to the album that's just like uh uh something gives me chills when you hear like a a good beginning of an album yeah man i'm ready to go to war let's yeah. go this is the shit i listen to in my tank when i'm blowing up fucking taliban let's go <laughs> <laughs> take i'm taking i'm taking this apaches back for us baby let's go <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, uh the hunter they had a uh, black tongue oh yeah that beginning was so fucking insane, dude. Talking yeah. about Mastodon, clearly, right? People, people, people uh, yeah, show I'm sorry, like, yeah, this is, we're, we're talking <laughs> yeah. Mastodon now. You brought the tattoos. Yeah. It's like, if you listen to this when you're lifting, your max bench will go up by 20 pounds, guaranteed. Also, <laughs> yeah. make sure you yeah, use yeah. a spotter. I'm not a doctor or a physical trainer. <laughs> it's, play, it's, just it's, play one on TV. It's cool, too, to see that, like, I like bands that evolve. I don't like bands that... Put out the same album every two, oh, three evolved. years. This is the one. Their one guitarist is more into like, uh, like hard bluegrass. rock and other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wants to like. That's why they become more of a hard rock band because he wants to incorporate more of that experimentation in their music. 
Yeah, that's why they don't like. Uh, they're not as heavy as the first couple albums. Oh, dude, they're like first. Leviathan and all that shit. Yeah, Remission, Leviathan. Uh, yeah. Remission is probably one of the heaviest albums that I could fucking think of. This doesn't sound like Mastodon today at all. This is their old shit. This yeah, this kind of like melts in that like world of like um. It was all sludgy, like yeah. uh, high on fire. And uh, I'm trying to think of other bands that are like in that same range. All I can think of is High on Fire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, still a great band though. Um, some people are, I hate their newer stuff. Their new album never really do it for me too well. I haven't really given it a full shot though. But I do listen to them a lot. Like I'm working out and all that stuff. They're they're like, making more ballads running. now. They they went from like heavy sludge riffs to ballads. Yeah, I think that's why I don't like about it as much. I mean, yeah. I like the ballad, I mean, but come on. Yeah. How am I supposed to, like, fight the war in, in my head and the demons I yeah, have yeah. on the treadmill <laughs> if you ain't playing the riffs? That's why I laughed, like, like, one of my, uh, I'll take this to the grave, one of my favorite uh, rock album, metal albums is the first Five Finger Death Punch album. From front to back, it was beautiful from front to back. And then from there, they just went to, like, this, like, hoorah fucking Americana pickup truck fucking music well, and it's like it's, it's sold <laughs> yeah they, they yeah that's what it is they knew they knew middle america aka most of this part of south jersey would be like i want to listen to that yeah yeah and then alabama the, south jersey yeah, the confederate flag part of jersey yeah, yeah. Call it. it's like what happened you know uh we're still blue state right i mean whatever i'm about to say about any political but like, you guys know uh we were always we were we, new jersey was uh like i think the second state to like end slave get rid of slavery when america started as a country Pretty oh, sure they shit. were second. Really? If not, they were like in the first couple. Uh, Massachusetts I didn't was know. first. New Jersey, I think, was one, was one of the next ones to follow because by the early 1800s, pretty much it became north and south. There's I didn't know that um, South Jersey is below the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. That's what I was told. <laughs> when, you, when you drive around, you really don't realize it. I mean, like shit, like Delaware. Delaware and Maryland were slave states are right there. Yeah. That's pretty wild. You looking it up, Kenny? Am I wrong? Am I totally off here? You're absolutely right. Were they, were they, were they number two? <laughs> they were number two. Yeah, I thought it was number so, one. Yeah. They were number two. Well, Massachusetts. Massachusetts was yeah, number one. Yeah. That's I know wild. my shit, dude. I got a history degree. I teach. This yeah, shit. you I say taught, you taught. Yeah, yeah you taught a, World War Two every year, right? Oh yeah, it's my favorite thing to teach, dude. So yeah. you're a history teacher. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm okay. not a gym I teacher. I just knew you were a teacher. I didn't uh, know yeah. what. Yeah, high school, dude. That's what. Like, yeah, I'm all about that stuff. So. That's cool. That's why I love when I do my jokes about uh, anything race-related down Delaware. I love, like, saying, like, don't give me that shit. I was like, you know, we know you guys were still a slave state. You're one of the cool ones, I put it in quotes, because like, you, <laughs> you didn't rebel and, like, try to fight against the Union, but, you know, you were still a slave state. We let you keep them so you wouldn't fight back. We know yeah. what happened, but you still lost them. I always give them shit. That's and funny. that funny. I was funny. I was doing that joke or just my riff on, like, shit like that. I've done that a few times down in Delaware. Just talk riff on, like, the slave state versus free state thing mm-hmm. down there. The black people in the audience fucking love it. Like, yup. They're like, I know that's right. And they're cracking up. Like, yup, yup, yup. They know. But some people are like, oh, gee, that's not that funny. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah, it's probably your, but you know, no one, everyone that's born in Delaware, no one wants to stay there. Delaware is just happy to be noticed. Delaware is <laughs> just a highway. Delaware yeah. is a weird that's all it state. Is. Dude. It we're, is. We're, we go to women Tennessee. Women there are so horny, I've realized. Like, we go, <laughs> I go down there, and they're like, they love me. I don't know what it is. We go to Tennessee about once or twice a year. I have family down there. And, um, we have to drive through Delaware, through Maryland, and then like the longest diagonal hypotenuse fucking highway down Virginia. And going through Delaware is like, welcome to Delaware. 
welcome to Maryland. Yeah. Like, it's like that fucking fast. You're, you're your first person I've heard from Bridgeton use the word hypotenuse correctly and say it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's most great. of your listeners are like, what the hell is this Ricky guy? He's getting all smart doing that yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah. I'm, talking to, I'm talking to a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, you said hypotenuse, you use it correctly, and you said it correctly. Yeah, yeah. 80, 81 is the, it's the longest fucking highway I've ever been on in my life. Like, you get out of Maryland and get to Virginia, and then um, you hit 81, and it's like, you have 358 miles on this road. I'm like, Jesus Good fucking Lord. Christ. Dude, you're doing 70 the whole time. You're like, just you still got eight hours you of start doing left. the math in your head. It's like, all right, if it's a mile. If I stop and piss for 15 minutes. Podcasts were a savior when I went on a long trip down to Georgia with my ex once. Down mm. in South Carolina. It was the longest, boring drive. Just driving from New York, Jersey down to South Carolina in the boonies. Not like... Mm. Not like the nice part of South Carolina, like was it uh, Charleston? Mm-hmm. Okay, was that North Carolina? It was, yeah, it was, Char- it was Charleston. No, South Charleston, Car- South Carolina. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's like the nice spot everyone talks about, right? Mm-hmm. Or Asheville, North Carolina. No, we were like in the boonies down there. Asheville's real nice. Yeah, never been to either of those places, but I just remember seeing it. Like, damn, like this was a long, boring ass drive. And thank God for podcasts that we both agreed on listening to, like the um, story ones, like S Town or. Uh, Stuff like that. We listened to this one called Dirty John, which is about like this this a true crime one about this like crazy psycho dude that was like like manipulating women and doing all this crazy shit and taking money. It was just it was a wild story, but the best part Dang. was like all the cops involved were good. Like I love a good true crime podcast like mm-hmm. that for like a serial story. I don't want like was, well, I don't want the one that's like this week we're going over this murder case where three kids were skinned alive and burned. And, like <laughs> I don't want to listen to that every week. I like but like a one compelling story that has a lot of cool stuff in the case and they actually have the victim's family or the cops involved and like telling the story that part's cool like mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah. that, that uh, podcast serial changed the game for that that was a good one yeah Cereal? yeah serial okay. was really good that first that, that first that, season that, that they brought did was really people good. on a podcast and they had no idea what podcasting was yeah that took it to a different level i yeah. would say it was slight i guess you could say it was slightly scripted well, yeah, because so well, she well, it was scripted because like she did all the research and put she told the story. Mm-hmm. It was from uh, This American Life, which is a radio show, I think, in Chicago, and they like like an NPR style like long yeah. form like radio that, shows, and they they, they were able to she analyzed the case to put together the story. Didn't they just find out? I think it was the first season. That, didn't they just find out that like that guy was innocent that they thought did it or some shit well, like that? They well. The, the story pretty much makes a case for the fact that, like, is he innocent or not? But a lot of stuff doesn't add up as far as the evidence. Mm-hmm. You'll question it. He went to go get, um, I think he did an appeal, and I believe I believe he got out recently. Like, I think in the, within the last year, he finally got out. That's they wild. pretty much let him out. His name's Adnan Syed or something like that. Yeah. Just look up serial podcast killer free or something like that, probably. That's probably the best way to look it up. That's my, that's Google. That's a, that's a good uh, bullion in Google search serial yeah. podcast killer free. Yeah, yeah, right. Ken's been Ken's been uh, pretty quick on the on the yeah on, on the, the ones and twos on and the, the typings. Yeah, yeah. But uh, September twenty first. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was. I thought I saw that recently. Yeah, he's uh, but uh, definitely that Damn, podcast he spent was twenty years in prison. He was a high school kid in the nineties. That's when he got arrested for it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's serious enough. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember driving down to Tennessee, and we were. I think. It, it was about halfway down. And the only thing I can remember listening to was the uh, the Rogan episode with Jake the Snake, and it was like three hours long. Oh yeah, some the, the Joe like Rogan that. episodes like good. Like Opie and Anthony yeah. were always good for long drives. Like I that. loved Opie and Anthony. 
on yeah. like long drives. They were so good. Because you also like three hours, and all of a sudden it's all over like that. If you listen to, if you have a really long drive, you listen to two episodes, it's six hours. It's a yeah. chunk of your drive if you're not done. They're not doing, um, Norton took over the one spot, but they're not doing that show no more, right? Is that show done? Oh, that's been gone for that's years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony got fired by X, Sirius XM. I remember and then, that. Uh, it was Opie and Jim for a while. Yeah, yeah. Split, then it was just it's Jim and Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam Jim and Roberts. Sam, that's what it was. So it yeah, kind of okay. transformed into Jim and Sam now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, listen anymore. But yeah. I enjoy how sometimes. that went from radio to now everyone just has their own podcast. Yeah, some people like talk shit about podcasts and any, any jabroni can like start, set up and like just start doing one, mm. like we're doing right now. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like everyone, can, but the people that kind of talk shit about it, but like I mean, there's there's a there's a way for. It's almost like back in the day, it was like listen to records, but now we can stream live and now you yeah. can stream live online. But the video element and everything else, and also just the ability to listen. I listen to, I don't watch video podcasts. Some people mm. that are at office jobs can do that. I can't. I go on walks or hikes or whatever, and I'll mm. listen to like. Um, a podcast like and it's always like stuff that I'm interested in learning about and that makes the 45 to an hour and a half like hike just go oh yeah way quicker and I'm learning the whole time I'm locked in it's awesome and like it's just that format's great and streaming it live wouldn't be able to do the same thing I'm watching a yeah. video I'm just listening to them talk about whatever I'm learning about I was listening to this one guy talk about like the, how like sleep lack of sleep can hurt your health I was learning about that I'm like that's fucking crazy yeah mm-hmm. you know? that's how I do with the uh, Huberman podcast I'll yeah. just, I don't even watch the video. I just listen to Peter it. Peter Mass, the scientist guy, right? Yeah, he was just the on the show I was listening to. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, love him. Tim Ferriss' show. He was Tim Ferriss, yeah. Yeah, he was, he, was on, he was on Ferriss' show recently, and I was listening to that episode. That's funny you bring it up. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. he had, like, this sleep expert on, and he was talking about just like that. He was like, oh, you enter sleep. These are the stages of sleep. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought you just fall asleep. Well, I knew there were stages <laughs> from, like, my psychology classes, but him explaining all the study, research behind why these certain areas are important and why certain things you do mess up those and how it's why you feel i'm like oh that's yeah. why if i'm on a bender i feel like shit for days afterwards that's because of the alcohol it's because it fucked up my sleep yeah and like sleep is so important one of the things that i realized when he said about sleep he was like oh when you smoke weed you don't enter that REM sleep so you you necessarily don't dream when you smoke yeah and i was like oh shit yeah, we did we did sober october one year and I got the craziest dreams. Yeah, when you stop that smoking, month. and messing with your dreams. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, and crazy, my ex-wife bro. and my dreams and shit. It was fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. You live like a whole separate life for like three months, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, I miss my wife and kids from that. <laughs> <laughs> she was dope. Like fuck. I'm I'm trying to remember the going first. Back to the uh, drugs. <laughs> yeah, he started going. I remember laying. Uh, we're talking about like early podcasts or like Opie and Anthony and stuff. I remember uh, the first thing I can remember that was like podcast esque was um, Howard Stern on E. I remember falling asleep in my grandma's room. I have the videos like on, on and it was like, yeah. like ten o'clock at night. Stern was on for like two hours or something like that. And I remember just sitting there playing Pokemon Crystal with my little <laughs> with my little slime light on my Game Boy Color, listening to fucking Beetlejuice and all of them on the TV. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say I, Stern was probably if Stern if that Stern was a podcast now that would be fucking top podcast of the world. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. 100%. When he had all the fucking characters Apparently and they fucking used, they used to have like the go into the tunnel in New York. People would be pulled over and parked to the side on the shoulder, waiting for the bit to end so they wouldn't go in the tunnel. They wouldn't they wouldn't lose service. Oh, shit. That used to be a thing. Apparently, that's like, funny. I, I mean, that's like this is it's such a cultural thing now. He's way different now, and uh, you know, he made the whole movie private parts and all that shit. But like, mm. he was 
he was like the guy for a while, and I mm-hmm. think he often talks. He's one of the guys that talks shit about podcasting. Yeah. But also, it's like you know, you're not doing radio, like dude. Like also, it's way different now. Number one, yeah, number two, what technology. You did, what you did to get famous also wouldn't work anymore because you yeah. even changed. You're doing like America's Got Got Talent. And That's the same as like, like fucking. Uh, if Johnny Carson was still alive, he'd be like, "What the fuck is? What is all this that we're doing?" Like, it's all Twitch streaming and YouTubers and all that stuff. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. Money. His brain would explode. He'd die again. Yeah, it's, it's just different now. People get, and also, I think music is different now, too, because yeah. people, there are musicians that are able to make a little bit of money every month and still pursue that dream while working a day job without having to go on tour because mm-hmm. the, the music they make online or on YouTube or beats they make. Like, they, like I, I talk to these high school kids, they tell me about the musicians they know, and I'm like, who the hell is that? Look them up online. Like, they have hundreds of thousands of views, but the Wikipedia page is, like, barely anything. Yeah, they don't, if they even have one, but because they're an online person, they found their following somehow. It's absolutely crazy. It makes me almost regret that I was as old as I am, mm-hmm. because I think my friends and I, when we used to make our Jackass videos, would have actually had YouTube out. YouTube came out right at the end of us starting to make stuff. Yeah, or we would have had my band would have had it more. We had to like was ask happy to pay for it to get on like Pandora, and that was expensive. And do us all this shit, and we were like young and blah blah blah. blah. Or Maybe could have like done Twitch streaming when I was younger in college when I was talking about shit and being funny, playing Madden with my friends. Or am I just glad I didn't do that the way it's on the internet and I got through that part of my life without having anything too damning on the internet? I don't know. Mm. I go back and forth on it. <laughs> I, I kind of think we're at that age where we still are like, it's kind of cool that we remember life without it being in our face 24-7. Of course, if you had a computer, AOL, and the dial-up, you had that, mm. it's fine. But like not yeah. having being connected to the internet at all times is a blessing, but sometimes it could be a curse. You have to like literally put the phone away or down or not. Trying to trying it. to uh, explain um, the loop. I don't know if you remember the loop. It was like a phone thing. It was, was like a, a teen phone. It was like a chat room thing on your phone. Site. It was like oh. a Philly area type. Oh, you go on there. You like you like talk to other people. You call. Like, you had yeah. your own. You had your own yeah. little voicemail thing, and then you could like link up with random people on the loop and talk to them and stuff. Never did that, but I do remember hearing about this. Yeah. Wasn't there another one? It was called something else. Uh, Part of uh, uh, pro- probably, but I can't remember what it was called. But uh, yeah, it was pretty much where uh, pedophiles just like loomed after a while. Just it was AOL chat rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of weird. But uh, trying to explain that to someone that was born after the year 2000 is kind of kind of Just odd. the idea that we're, the internet's not all around us at all times. You had yeah. to be in a house, connect to a dial-up modem, and go on there. And it took forever. Like, porn back then was like, you would, it would take forever just to download like a front page of like a Playboy just so you can look <laughs> at it, let alone like a video. Oh, yeah, you'd have like LimeWire, and you'd see the fucking picture just like slowly uh, yeah. load in. Or like, it's just like, <laughs> even like watching like a highlight of a sports thing I want to watch. Or yeah. even like, talk about something for real, 9-11. You yeah. pick three different videos. Which one do you want? Two hundred fifty-six kilobytes per second. One twenty-eight kilobytes per second. And depending on your speed of your internet, you pick the one that way you can watch the video. Here's a clip of the twin towers getting hit. I remember like looking this shit up when I was younger when yeah. eleven happened, right? Like one watching the, the news and like they wouldn't have the videos preloaded because they knew it was taking up too much of your bandwidth. It's like That's just crazy to think. Crazy. Like remember they used to have like the how many kilobytes per second? They had, like three or four. Yeah, different like versions to choose from. Yeah, it's absolutely insane the way it is now, and it's way cooler and better. And porn's better. And there's so many more options. <laughs> VR, but it's poisoning the youth of America. I think. Uh, I, think I think I'm gonna give up rubbing. I think I'm gonna give out. Rub, I think I'm gonna give up rubbing it out. I think for a little while. I just really? Yeah, I think I'm going to. Yeah. 
you're 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 probably gonna have better dreams as well. I was told that's part of every time I, I listen a to semen CEO, retention, more semen retention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time I, I listen, it builds to, more testosterone or something like no, that. No, it definitely yeah. does. And I just I think I'm in this point in my life where I'm just super busy and it's like doing a bunch of things and like focused on all these like goals. And it's like, why not add that one to the list? Cause I'm not really dating right now. I mean, a nice chick. I might ask her out, whatever, oh, but like, yeah. but like, why not just do it and just have like super boners for a while? What do you guys think? Thoughts? <laughs> I am totally on board with that. I'm sorry, I'm wet. I don't think I've ever had a wet dream. I didn't give my dick a chance when I was 13. I think, I think it's finally the time. I think I had one wet dream in my life. wet dream when I'm 33. This would be hilarious. Yeah. I only took an hour and a half to get to the dick jokes here. Here we go, people. This is the longest I've ever gone. Sobriety's killing me. Uh, speaking <laughs> about the the weird part of internet, I remember uh, we were in we were freshmen in high school, and um, I remember my buddy Mango coming to school and telling us that he downloaded the the Nick Berg beheading on his fucking computer. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Bro. Yeah, my friend, my, my buddy explained, <laughs> described it to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see that. Yeah, Luckily, I don't. I like, still, why would you even download some that? I have not watched, and I'm glad I've not watched that. That's a shit you can't come back from. Yeah, exactly. Dude, my uh, I always talk about my my grandmom Sue on here. She's a fucking. She just called and I didn't answer. But um, great grandson of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's right. probably <laughs> asking me. She's probably asking me where I'm at. Why aren't I there? But uh, she. Uh, I remember going to like old rinky dink like movie stores, and we would like I'd get a game, I'd get a Super Nintendo game, and she'd get a movie or like, whatever. Like a like a rental place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Hollywood um, video, West Coast video. Yeah, it, it was never like one of the uppity like blockbuster ones. It was always oh, just uppity. like it was always just like <laughs> no blockbuster no, slander here. Right? No, it was like it was like a family that just had like yeah. ten Got grand, a couple, couple videos. This took yeah, right yeah, out. yeah. And uh, they always had the best ones because like Bloss, blockbuster didn't have like Faces of Death no. or like fucking uh, any of the ones you could order on TV. For for uh, Ogrish's ten payments, hits. ten payments of five bucks or yeah. whatever, like some of them weird <laughs> yeah. ass videos. Right after Celine Dion came on, yeah. Um, in the morning, but she would get. I would get like a game or a movie. I remember I got Freddie got fingered, <laughs> and she got Faces of Death, and she was like, "I'll watch that movie if you watch this." And I'm like, "All right." Your and my grandmother was doing my this? grandmother, bro. <laughs> Dude, what the? My grandmother. My grandmother's my grandma's into like weird horror movies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought the kiss costume was going to be the pinnacle of getting nah, ready today, but Jesus Christ! And we're sitting there, and I'm watching like a car crash and shit. Like, she's like the Serbian film is really you know yeah. what, what I watch before uh, I go to bed. Yeah, dude, I remember she she forced me to watch a lot of horror movies growing up. I remember the first time I seen Blair Witch, and all the lights were out. I remember I was, I was laying on the couch with her, and I'm, I turned all the lights off in the I, t- I turned all the lights on in the house to go use the bathroom. Yeah, it's a creepy movie. And when it came out, like that found footage thing, like back before the internet was really that. And we big. were what yeah. nine? Yeah, like the internet was there, and they had a whole like viral marketing campaign to make yeah. it seem like it was real. But they I sold that motherfucker. I remember reading about it later when I was an adult, and I was like, I don't remember that because I didn't have the internet in my house at that time. But like, I was like, is this really real, dude? I thought I was and, like, and then yeah. they were at the. And and then, like, they were like, ten, it came out like ninety nine or yeah. two thousand. I was like, 10 and then years they old. were prim- they were uh, uh, they were doing a fucking. They were at the movie awards like the year after. Oh, like they all found three, them? Yeah, all like, three oh, people. Shit. They were presenting it like best yeah. horror movie of 2000 or some shit like that. I'm yeah. like, I thought they fucking died. I oh, like the found footage shit. V- the VHS movie was cool. Yeah. All the paranormal activities have been pretty good. I never watched pretty those, good. actually. I saw it. Yeah, that was, they were really good. The paranormal activity? Very, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect them to be that good after two because, like, you know, it gets gets old after a while, but they're pretty good. What's wild is those movies cost 12 grand to make. 
Yeah, they yeah, caused. And, and they yeah. Made, the first Saw movie was a low budget horror film. It was like an uh, independent film, and it became it launched a whole franchise. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, they're on like twelve now. Shit like that. Stop watching it like three or four. Chris Rock's in it now, and fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he was in the last one. What was it called? It was he was like a detective or Spiral? something. Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. Uh, I just watched that the other day. It was yeah. actually not bad. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's just like the gory shit. I don't need to do that anymore. It's got to be like it's got to be tastefully done to mm-hmm. like for me to really enjoy it. I'm like, ah, I was watching this as general. Wow, it's crazy, like guts. But I'm like, nah. Know what? I'm good. Now I every, see now that. I feel like now everything's connected to uh, what's the fucking horror world now? Like the Conjuring and the Nun and uh, is that the series that they're all connected? Um, I know the Nun's one of them. Yeah, they're connected. I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't watched. I mean, I. I dated some chicks that really like horror, and they like show me some shit. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's Halloween, but I don't need to watch this all year. I used to mm. like it more when I was younger, watching some of the older movies and all that stuff. But like, I like older, the older cheesy horror movies, like Sleepaway Camp. Ever watch? Guys, ever watch mm. that one? <laughs> Wild. I remember way ahead of its time with the reveal at the end. I want to say it was that like, was crazy. Yeah. I was like four or five. <laughs> She's a I, boy the whole time. What? Just straight dong hanging out. Yeah. with like curls. I'm saying way ahead of its time. Yeah, it's, just it's like. <laughs> There's a movie when she I was should, a kid. She should be called. a uh, swimmer for the University of Penn. <laughs> They're about to remaster it. <laughs> There's a movie I remember when I was a kid. It was called, uh, I think it was called Tick or Ticks. And it was just like this weird scientist that was like making these ticks like fucking cat size. And they were sucking all the blood out of people. And I remember my, my dad and my grandma were like, I guess, teasing me about it, talking about how the ticks were going to come and shit. And I remember keeping my feet on the couch because I swore there was fucking ticks, big-ass ticks. How old were you couch. when this happened? I was like five. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I got, look at your parents on the phone right now. Get your grandmother. What the hell happened to you? They're going to be like, I ain't do fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. I ain't do shit. No, you got enough money now to fix it. No, no wonder you're doing a podcast. You can't afford therapy right now. You're doing yeah. this shit. Oh, yeah, What's matter what you do? Podcasts and comedy. That's I where thought, all my fucking therapies go. I thought I had a bad Jesus. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, my mom used to tell me she didn't like the way I acted sometimes. It was crazy. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I, I, that's a whole other My parents' divorce topic. seems like a lot easier subject than approach <laughs> to here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, trauma, I feel like trauma is my, my third middle name. Uh, my dad passed when I was five. My mom was, like, in and out in our lives, I guess you can say. Like, we would, like, live with our grandma, and then we'd live with some other lady, and then my mom would have us. So we were moving around a lot. And then... Uh, yeah, I dropped out of school. There was a whole bunch of weird shit. And now I'm fucking on a podcast on comedy. See, so hear that? P- parents out there, do not show your kids horror movies or faces of death when they're five. They <laughs> Dude, can't handle you know, it. You see all the bad things that happen. You happened. know why? You know why? I have this this Pink Floyd tattoo on my arm. is because one of the last memories I have with my dad was watching Pink Floyd The Wall, the movie. Okay, gotcha. And... Uh, even that movie's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one. I remember watching that in like sophomore. I started smoking weed in high school. I was like, well, this is like the best movie ever, man. It's so fucking <laughs> it's deep it's a trippy. two hour it. it's a two hour music video. Like it's the best yeah. thing ever made. I, I'm Never a huge Pink it. Floyd fan, but uh, that the, the Wall album is so overrated in my opinion. The theatrical component to it and the story's great, but like. It's got a few hits on it, but there's. I think. I, think I just like the concept album. Yeah, idea. the concept. You know what I'm saying yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking shit. I just. I think if you're gonna go to a different one, though, I think that the animals. Animals is really and good. Dark Side of the Moon are their two superior concept albums as far as start to finish. There's a lot of bullshit in the wall. I don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of bleach filler, filler in the yeah, wall. Yeah, but it, I mean, yeah. it's there to tell a story, and it's all like the whatever. And yeah, yeah. But like, um, and their their album Metal 
M E D D L E. Okay, my, that's that right there is all you need. I mean, the first and wish you were here, like those wish you were here. Technically, eh, it's not really a full concept album, but it has the shine you crazy diamond. It's and uh, yeah, here, it's to have a cigar Sid. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. all kind of about like their journey, I guess, but mostly about Sid Barrett, the yeah, yeah. singer. But um, yeah, those albums to me like stand above and beyond the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like the wall. But also all the hits on that album, David Gilmore's writing credit for. Just yeah, so Roger the, Waters could have done it without David Gilmore, and I hate that feud. That's really ruined my ability to see them fully as a band live while they were all live. I've always looked at the wall as like the the Dragon Ball Z of uh, their albums. It's like you know, that easy, mean? It's fucking e- stupid. I, I mean, hate it's Dragon easy Ball to Z. get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's like that's like the first fucking one. Day. That's the first one. It's either that or Dark Side of the Moon. And it's like those are the first ones you hear. Then like, oh yeah, they have other concept albums. And then first time I heard Animals, that was when I knew I was taking them a little more seriously. Wait, Dragon Ball Z has concept albums? Explain this. No, to I'm me. saying I, like I'm it was like it was like time. it was their gateway drug of like getting into anime. Uh, I yeah, guess Pokemon was like, that, that for was me, like, and I was like, yeah, the rest of the shit's gay. I'm up. I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have one of those on my leg here. Oh one my god. I'm gonna start showing you my tattoos next. I'm two on my ass. Yeah, I, have a, I, have a, I got rid of my my Pokemon collection. For, yeah, it's all it's all it's the whole family. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was it Ghastly? Ghastly, Gengar, and Ghastly Haunter. Haunter. Okay. Yeah, I, I, just going back. To, I, I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. That's just so engraved in my brain. I was so into Pokemon for a year and a half. Every other kid our age was when we were younger. And then I was like, yeah, anime stuff's kind of weird. Why are they so expressive? Why are they always sweating? Dude, oh. we could, I could do I could do a two-hour episode about Pokemon with you. Yeah, just make sure you do it on my hair. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, done with, I'm done with that shit. I mean, the games were fun and the cards were cool to collect. But uh, just the anime thing. I tried. I tried to watch Cowboy Bebop. I appreciated it. I liked the kind of stylistic part of it, but mm-hmm. the anime shit does not do it for me. Even certain video games, I'm like, this Japanese, like, why does every, like, they have, like, in these Japanese, like, role playing games or, like, games they have, like, it's like a white protagonist, but they still make them look kind of Japanese. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's like, it's like the Simpsons. Weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What's, what, is that, he that, yellow that, or is he white? It just kind of takes me out of it because it, it looks less <laughs> realistic. It looks less realistic. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll play, like, less realistic games. It's fine, but I'm like, What's going on? Like, just certain Japanese RPGs that don't really do it for me. That's why I always laugh when people say, uh, like, if I bring up, like, a good game. Like, we were talking about Mario Odyssey earlier. Um, I bring up a good game. And they're like, yeah, that, uh, I don't like Nintendo. It's pretty kiddie. I like real games, like fucking Call of Duty and Madden. Like, you know you play video games for, like, escapism to, like, yeah. have yeah. fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah, I, I, like, fun. I like Nintendo games. I yeah, like yeah. Zelda. I like Mario. I like all that shit. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like... When it comes to like this certain like Japanese RPG style, I'm like I don't fucking get it, and I, that, oh, I, think I, it's cause, I think it's because the anime portion that's kind of embedded in that culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Being said, currently playing Elden Ring right now, which is by Bandai Namco, which is Japanese. I, I fucking believe. hate that game. So that much. game fucking rules. So I kind of get. I, I like it, but it's still it's not it's not quite Japanesey. How far did anime-ish. how far did you get in Elden Ring? Uh man, I kept doing side quests, but uh, that's, that's that, whole, yeah. that whole damn game is side quest. I, I thought I was on the main quest, and then I was like, "Oh, this dude got a different exclamation mark over his head." Fuck. <laughs> now, yeah, I was in a dungeon fighting this like cat that breathes fire and was whooping my ass. Oh, yeah, that, like, that was what one the, the hardest. Fuck, one. Yeah, dude. get good, you level up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly good, what it is. Uh, I think, and then I did like the first boss battle. I was like, "Oh, this is a boss battle." Okay, gotcha. Fuck. Yeah, like, dude, I, I'm like uh, level 71 right now. So, all the women out there, I am single. I know your pussy's moist as hell right now. But, uh, my Elden Ring vagabond Fucking is. Elden Ring, dude. My, uh, my Diablo 4 character is getting good. Did um, you see there's a. the What's the guy that. Um, 
George R. R. Martin. No, the, he, he the wrote, dude you know, that he wrote fucking, the uh, lore for this. Yeah, one, yeah, right? yeah. That's why it makes like ah. somewhat sense. Yeah, and all all the characters <laughs> are all like R's or M's. Really? G's. Godric, Ranala, all that shit. See, uh, women. Yeah. I get Pussy, oh, right? That's Let's funny. Shit. That's funny. Rena. They all got. They all. They all. Really yeah. Together. Who's the Who's the boss in the game? Like the last. Dude, spoilers! I didn't get there yet. The fucking the chick. I don't that, know. I'm that's only, not the main ball. That's like the the right uh, most fucking insanely. OP she's like, one. yeah, she's like the yeah. Sephiroth of the, yeah, the game, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, but she's not like the main. See, I know one. it's a Final Fantasy VII reference, but I never played because <laughs> I don't like I play Final Fantasy. Speaking VIII, of like, overrated, uh, Final Fantasy VII is probably the most overrated game. Of all time, yeah, I don't know. I never really got into the, the whole turn based shit unless it was Pokemon. When I was younger on my Game Boy. I get it. That. I don't yeah. like turn based. I played the one Final Fantasy. What was it Final Fantasy like fifteen? Maybe okay. I did the online one. No, oh, okay, twelve. No, no, the no, oh, not the one. online one. No, it was. It came out like uh, probably like five years ago. It was yeah. like it was like you drove a car in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one was yeah, more yeah, live yeah, action. Yeah. My brother had me play that. I actually kind of enjoyed that one more. I didn't love it, but I did play it. And I didn't have anything else to play at the time. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like um, find myself playing more single player stuff now. I used to like really like a lot of multi. I played a lot of NHL and Madden, Fortnite guy for a bit. Yeah, I am uh, dick, company, I'm dick deep shit. in Fortnite right now. Yeah, the no um, build mode brought me back a little bit. Yeah, hell yeah. Last summer. That's what, that's what brought and me. And do what? It saves me money if I'm not if I'm not doing comedy on the weekends. If I don't have anything going on or at night, it like saves me money from going out. I realize I love to go out. And I love to. I'm sober right now. I love to go out yeah. and party. All my mm. all my new video game money goes to V bucks. I've realized, like instead of spending <laughs> instead of spending money on a new game, I'm like I'll just fucking spend thirty bucks on. on my V-Bucks. one buddy, I joked. I'm like, you spent your whole kid's college fund <laughs> uh, on fucking V bucks. He had everything. He was just get hammered to buy everything. And like, yeah, it's Jesus. a joke, but also it's kind of not a joke, dude. Like. Little Marco's gonna be in college. Oh, if, I, I, there's a there's a website you can put like everything that you have on your Fortnite account. You can like look up and make a collection, and it tells you how much V bucks you've spent on the top of it. And I'm I'm in the few hundred dollar range of money yeah, that I've spent on fucking. I probably spent like close to a hundred, but it's also included battle pass the first time. Blah blah blah. But whatever. And all the characters in my my repertoire are fucking like third party movie anime. Comic book characters. Oh yeah, like, that's how they start. Once they started able to do cross uh, cross branding, and like, oh, yeah. now you're gonna be, oh, you want to buy Indiana Jones? You want to buy this? You yeah, buy yeah, Jones yeah. Jones? But yeah, still, they they were smart. I know what they were doing. That's how it's still uh, relevant yeah. today. Listen, it's a, it was a it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. I just um, I mean, single player games is cool. So I like I didn't touch Elden. I touched my Xbox all week. Mm-hmm. I had coached coached all week. Had comedy every night. Uh, yesterday was the first day I played it since last Sunday. Or Monday, because on Monday I didn't do a mic. So that's like, but I can pick up where I left off, and I'm like, not like a, oh, man, I'm rusty. I haven't played this multiplayer game. Yeah, you got warmed two, up. And, and it's shit. like, and it's also, I'm not trying to, like, play it. My friends and I, like, we're all busy now. We don't play Xbox, like, three nights a week mm-hmm. anymore, like, yeah. a couple hours. Like, we're all doing our own shit, and I'd rather spend that energy and time at an open mic or working out or doing something that's going to get me further. Not some guys are like you can't play video games. You must be an alpha. You got like no, dude. Like you can still yeah. you can have still time enjoy for your life and like you can still watch a Netflix show or have a guilty pleasure like mm-hmm. show yeah. you watch. But like I try to make it more of a priority. Like all right, could I do this? Could I do that? Because when I was in those relationships and like wasn't doing comedy, I was playing Fortnite a lot. And it wasn't I wasn't quit comedy because of Fortnite. It just became the thing I did to calm down in the night for coaching. I was like nah, 
There's other ways to do this. I just like, stop being a pussy and go out and tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it know? was a decompression, and uh, it wasn't an escapism thing. It was definitely a decompression thing. Like, I would come home, and I'd, I'd smoke and play the game for three hours. It'd take me three hours to decompress. Some people can do it 10 minutes in their car before they walk in the house. I, it takes me three hours sometimes. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> and I think it depends. I like, uh, uh, dude, I, dude, work out, man. Yeah. Dude, just go for a walk. I definitely, I'm listen definitely. To, listen to a podcast. Go for a fucking walk. I'm gonna get you. On, I'm gonna get you on my system. I'm getting Patty Gallagher on it. I'm getting all these motherfuckers. I'm like, we're gonna I'm go, about it, dude. Me, me and John James have this thing of uh, we want to have a weight loss competition because he's in the 300 club too. And uh, instead of we instead of because uh, I told him I'm like if I if I do it I'm gonna lose a lot more weight than you because I'm heavier and it's gonna move faster. Yeah. Um, I said so instead of doing it that way. Why don't we just like measure our dicks and we'll see who has the, the most growth the most growth of dick by the you end do, of the year. Do, I was saying you do like a body fat percentage, but now I'm like, no, it just makes sense actually. Yeah. Just do <laughs> like who who can lose more fupa? Let's dicks. Yeah, right. yeah. How about I'll, I'll use my mouth as a ruler and I'll I'll volunteer there you myself. Go. That's <laughs> Whoever touches my tonsils first wins. Yeah. You know, for the for the comedy of it, for the show. Uh, yeah. That's great. All right, well um I uh, definitely don't want to hold you much longer. I know you got pickleball end coming on, up. End on me with my <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Drew, I had to. I had to. <laughs> Drew said poke. The was sickest gay, transition on a podcast. Speaking of dicks, we're gonna <laughs> send you to fucking. Speaking of my, my what I'm actually doing, <laughs> pickleball's been a cover this whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, shows coming up? Do you have any socials you want to? Yeah, plug do man. Or, actually, uh, I'm in a I'm in a good spot. I've never been booked as much in my life, so I'm pretty sure by the time people listen to this, I've been canceled from my bookings, or this is the last time I'll be booked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just had a busy weekend, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, this uh, upcoming weekend, uh, April 1st, April Fool's Day, I'm going to be in Bergen, North Bergen, Jersey, at the Meadowlands Comedy Club. They're going to be at this Hudson Burgers and Beers. I heard it's a hell of a room. Should be great. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought I was chanting Little Dick. I'm like, you chant Little Dick while I'm doing plugs. <laughs> no. um, but uh, starting in April, I'm going to be kicking it off at Helium Comedy Club, uh, Tuesday, April 4th. Teachers Gone Bad Tour. I'm also traveling with them on Friday, April 7th to my debut at uh, Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Thursday, April 6th, night before that, if you're local, I'll be at the Tap Room doing a post-game show where basically being a bunch of great comics locally in Philly and Jersey are going to be doing our set and they're going to do a post-game interview show afterwards like to basically roast us. Should be fun. Hey, I'm I did hear about that. That's I'm going to be cool. at the AC Jokes Comedy Club in Atlantic City. And uh, resorts in the theater there, April 15th. Uh, it's Saturday night, early show at 6. And then finally, Thornton, PA, which I didn't know existed until recently. Uh, Cr- <laughs> Cricket Comedy is doing a show at the Beer Hall out there, April 20th. If you want to find me on social media, at Drew Pabsky, Drew, P A B H S K Y, Drew Pab H Sky. Uh, my link tree's on there, all ticket information, dates. Support me or don't. I'll help oh, you get yeah, your life together or come here and retell jokes. I'm usually funnier, but I feel like we talked way too more, too much about self-help and shit today. So whatever, maybe it helps, maybe <laughs> it's, helps it's, somebody. It's, that's needed sometimes. I, yeah, maybe it helps. It. Yeah, if, I'm told go jokes home. all weekend, now I'm being serious. I'm going to go home and tell my girlfriend I had a therapy session. Yeah, yeah apparently. She's going to be fucking happy about it. Yeah, don't let anyone, don't let, does she, she, she has a daughter, right? Or, yes. Yeah, don't yeah. let her watch Face to Death, you sick fuck. Yes. Right? She, she don't want to be a comic or a comedian. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, uh, I am uh, Ricky Pekork. Follow me on everything. Uh, Ricky isn't funny. Um, um, Ken, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. I'm Ken Wilson. You can follow me on Ken Wilson Comedy at Twitter. 
Um, yeah, thank you for giving us your time today. Thank you for yeah, coming out and hanging out. Yeah, and man. Working. I'll probably see you uh, at Mike's. You'll be seeing me this week. Because yeah, yeah. uh, these bookings ain't going to last forever, and I'll be back down to the fucking notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, April looks good. I'm sure May I'll be dry as hell. Just in time for me to get so drunk as hell. I'll, my sobriety will be over by then. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Go That's birds. Great. Go Phils. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, this is uh, episode 85 of the Birdman's Podcast. And peace. We're out. peace out. Thank you. Bye.